You ready? I'm ready. Your spiritual podcast station bringing you the uncut, unplocked, and unscripted. This is the only place in the podcast universe giving you a balanced approach and a look at the other side. Everything from A to Z. We are live right now in the 1831 studio. My name is Natia Moore. And I'm Anthony Fliggins. And this is Pastor Anthony Said. Thank you, everyone, for joining this episode of Pastor Anthony Said. We're so excited that you have joined us on season two. This is season two. We are season Two good, season good, two. Good. How you doing I today? I can't complain. What about yourself? I'm good. Good, 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 you good. Sound good. a little different, but yeah, yeah. One, two, three. It is okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. How was your day? Uh, no complaints. I ain't got no complaints. Typical Monday, Moon Day, whatever. Yeah, I ain't got no complaints about it. You know, definitely. It is what it is. Yeah. I am. Um, I am. Um, I take advantage of. I think this is our time to take advantage of. The uh, the last few days that we have of this nice weather, we in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. For the nice few days we have of this nice weather, I think it's going to be a cold summer. Uh, but every uh, cold winter rather, not okay. a cold summer, but a cold winter. And um, I guess every I guess every winter is cold. In retrospect, you know what I'm saying. Every winter is cold, as it should be, but some winters are colder than the others. True. And so I think this may be a chilly, cold winter. And um yeah, so if it is, let it just be. You know, let's wrap up, do what we do, and move on. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I mean, I do think last year was extremely colder than past winters, at least for me. Last okay, even though we last didn't winter. have snow. Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't have snow. We haven't had snow in a while. Yeah. Now I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on with the snow thing, but we haven't had snow <laughs> in a while, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. But uh, be that it may, it's all good. Yeah, no, no complaint. Make sure you share, share, share. Anybody you want to share, share, share. We are officially at season two. It's yes. official. So season two is official. We are here. Season one was a blessing. Um, we are back. We are doing what we are, uh, what we believe we are called to do, what we know we are called to do. And um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm excited about a uh, new season. Um, thank y'all for dealing with us and uh, uh, sort you. of uh, putting up with us and uh, hanging in there while we bring on um, new content, new people, new faces, new perspectives, new ideas, and uh, still giving that balanced approach uh, for um, what is characterized as um, as real talk amongst real people about real things, and it's unscripted. So yeah. it's really an organic conversation. Right. And, you know, a lot of, uh, and in the podcast world, with the, uh, a lot of people have these conversations and, um, some are, you know, overly produced. Mm-hmm. Some are just perfect. Yeah. And some just unscripted. I mean, yeah. it's raw. You're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah. And I think that is necessary because people are like that. Yeah. Some people are just shoot from the hip. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? There are some people that are, everything has to be perfect, precise, with precision. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, everything just has to be on point. Yeah. And there are some people that's a little in the middle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They can take a, they can take a little bit of each. So, yeah. Uh, where are you in that one? And I think I think that those those particular um, like podcasts, like their audience, are attracted to to those to certain things, right? So, like our audience, I would imagine is maybe more attracted to the the raw and uncut kind of dialogue conversation, whereas it's very clear, like in a, in some podcasts, that it it literally is 
scripted. I mean, I've been doing like some some research just in general when we first started about some of the podcasts and um a lot of them they have questions months in advance that they send out to their guests. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah, and, and it kinda makes sense, I guess, based off of even some of the answers are like kind of like you think Yeah, so? like yeah, some yeah. of the answers are like you really thought like you really, really Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say definitely. But I mean I, I have appreciation for both. Right. I, I don't mind either either one. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, I think it's cool. You know you know I can almost tell people who study for something for a particular thing mm-hmm. and for uh versus someone. I don't want to use the word versus, but that's the best word I can use right. That's the best way I uh that's the best word I can use right now. Okay. Versus someone who just got it in them naturally. Okay. You okay. know, you can tell someone who you know what I'm saying? They did yeah. homework, they prepared for it, they got their point A, point B, point C. Mm-hmm. Uh versus somebody who just sit there, it's you know, collar uh sleeves rolled, mm-hmm. collar open. Yeah. They sitting there and they just like, Hey, this is this is how it is. Yeah. And I think that I can appreciate both of course. Mm-hmm. You can just tell the difference. Yeah. You know, and um I I can't put one against the other. Right. But you can kinda tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They practiced that when that was on point. Right. They, they that was a well thought out Answer. you know answer yeah. you know and, and, yeah, 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 yeah 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 and then, and then you just see some people who just been completely thrown off god yeah you know what i'm saying but and i don't see tell. that too often honestly on a lot of podcasts you know not really with the questions that they've just never heard before because i don't know it seems like people kind of ask pretty standard questions like for example like um like with us right one of our questions was always like who are you right. tell us who you are and right. and even though it would seem to be a simple question. It's very not a really an easy question to answer to a certain right. extent if you're not really taking the time to really think about it. Um, so, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really hear a lot of people thrown off of their questions, I think, because it's so scripted or it's so uh, premeditated that yeah. they kind of they kind of know kind of what's coming. I mean, maybe right. some other punches are coming in, right. but for the most part, it seems to be. I think the, the podcasts that are um, more urban, if I would use that word, uh, about relationships, okay. You know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. I see you know you know the 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 masculine feminine dynamic, you know. And I think that sometimes women ask questions that throw men off, okay. And men ask women questions that throw them off, and you can just tell, like, yeah. don't ask me that question, mm-hmm. or you know, you're not my boyfriend, you don't get that much information, right. And you know, and the guy will say something like, then why did you come on? Yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that. If yeah. you're going to be private, and then you can just see the energy sort of shift. shift a little bit, so you can tell that too. But that's yeah. part of it, I guess. That's but part they of it know they're coming on a relationship show. They, you know that too. You so, know that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. Mm, I mean, I don't really know what you're going to ask, but I know it's going to be around. Right, right, right. Relationship, right, right. So. so that's, uh, I'm not. Um, so I know what I, you mean. Yeah, yeah, People yeah, are kind of yeah. like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so when I see that, I um, I am, um, I am entertained. Okay. I am entertained. And I watch those episodes. And if I can see the same thing happening in every episode, mm-hmm. um, I then know that's part of their game. Okay. I do believe that. Now, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that if we see the same concept mm-hmm. or the sa- or you you got the same vibe yeah. or the same energy, mm-hmm. they found something that worked. Right, exactly. They found something that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And they said, well, that's good. That's work. Let's keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And then they just, you know, you know, they, 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 they present that. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not them, if it's, if it's popular and if it's making them successful, I think that they continue to do the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So if I see it over and over again, I say, okay, this is planned out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all playing this little argument, or y'all playing this little debacle, or <laughs> okay, y'all playing this go. little this, because y'all keep doing it, and y'all do it every 
episode. Every episode. You know, you you know, if you pay attention close enough, you can almost predict when they're going to do it. Yeah, you can. Some some of them, you can yes. predict that oh, this is about to be this. You know, mm-hmm. you know where it's going. You mm-hmm. know, you know where it's going because they already. Um, I I I like watching. Um, sometimes I watch a uh, million dollars worth of game. You know, okay. you know, with, with Gilly and Wallow. So okay. I watch them two cousins. They talk about the hip hop world and everything mm-hmm. else like that. And I watch them. But you can tell when they're about to get into some action. You okay. can just tell, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Gilly will get on and he'll just start, he'll just start saying something simple. Mm. And his face will get close to the uh, microphone and his voice will change. And I'm like, this is about to, this is about to be, this is about to be a hot topic. Something about to happen. And it just it just goes to another level. It just blow up. So I mean, it is what it is. So I've learned to watch those things happen. And I'm not only watching words, but I'm also uh I've also paid attention to well, I don't say words. I would say uh I don't just listen to them talking. I also listen to their behavior. Okay. You know, I watch behavior. Okay. And listen to behavior, okay. and I see behavior patterns and mm-hmm. facial movements, and I look at those things. Even when I'm Cues. dealing with people, I, I, all that stuff. Okay, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because people can tell you say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Body language might be saying yeah, something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I am, if I believe as a pastor, I always said it. My job is to open eyes. This should, my eyes should be open as well. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm watching these things, if you see this pattern over and over again, mm-hmm. this pathology, yeah, and um, this uh, pathological idea of whatever they're doing which all of us do because we all creatures of habit right you're watching this and all of a sudden you see yeah this so, is programmed they they found something that worked and we keep watching it we do that's how i feel about so it. do you Before. think that that's that's predictable with each person like have you find found that that method of like reading the behavior is yeah. Is effective for each person. It's 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 um. I can look at your pattern behavior, pattern behavior, and I can forecast what the conversation is going to be like. Okay. Because I pay attention to people. Okay. And so when I'm paying attention to people, not just to read them, but to be in their presence and in the energy, I pay attention to all those things. And so I kind of already got an idea. So in my mind, I'm saying, hey, this is going to be like this. This is going to be like that. Maybe they want me to talk. Maybe they don't. Maybe they want to be around me. Maybe they don't. Maybe they want to be here. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't. And then you just see the, their, their behavior pattern. Their, their, you just see it. And okay. you pay attention to it. And um, you don't judge them or you don't look at it or you don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't put too much into it, but you kind of know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can forecast. And this is the same in conversations as well. I do everybody. Everything. everything like that. Yeah. I do everything like that. And, yeah. if you are, and if people forecast certain people, you'll know whether I should, you know, embark upon a conversation, mm-hmm. hold my ground. Staying still. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not go. You know that don't bother them today. Mm-hmm. And, 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 then, and then don't ask the question, why are you acting funny? Right, right. You might got that kind of day. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens. So let them have that day. <laughs> you know, don't, don't feel like it's against you. Right. That's don't, the thing. That's the thing. Now, people, don't take it that's personal. that's a big thing. Like, people take it personal. Yeah, like, don't when, take it personal. No, don't take it personal. You're just having an off day. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing against you. Exactly. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I think that I think that I think that I do that quite a bit. I mean, in in conversations. But my concern is, like, when I'm have, when I'm talking to people, um, like a lot of times my face might be doing something. Like my body language is actually saying something that's portraying something else, but it's not actually internalizing right. what I'm really feeling. Right. So, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing yeah. for me, and yeah. it kind of think throws people, people off, off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you mad? Are you upset? Are you happy? Because right. it's, it's it's not. It's not the same. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's something yeah. I want to kind of balance out a little bit. So, because I find myself having to be like, my face is not, yeah. you know, don't please don't mind. Don't yeah, mind this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? 
Do you do you ever have to do that, or your face says what you your, know? What your, what your soul saying? If I was, saying if I were, I feel like, I personally feel like, uh, within that, um, within that context, within within this, within this circuit mm-hmm. of of thought of of of, I want to be able to fully express what I'm saying in the company of the people that are that I am in a personal relationship with. Okay. I never want to I never want someone who is who I'm having an intimate relationship with. And I'm not just talking sexual, I'm just talking about close relationship with. Mm-hmm. I never want those people to feel like they gotta read me. Okay. I feel like I feel like they should know me. Exactly. So therefore I'm gonna give you who I am. Right. You know, you feel like it today, no one you're gonna see it on my face. I'm just not into it. You happy or you or you or you or you tripping today or you laughing today or you are a comedian today. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm all of that. And so I'm gonna embody my feelings. Okay. And that's how I want I, I don't want you know what I'm saying? Close people. Everybody else, you, you get what you get. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to you know, I'm not trying to show you anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's none of those things. Yeah. But to the people that are close to me. Yeah, by the way, yeah, what I say, what I feel, who I am is what you're going to get. Okay. Yeah, and that's it. All right. Yeah, 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 that's it. So that's we it. here, we here for this. We anyway. officially out. Yeah, we're officially season two. Period. So thank everybody for helping us go through season one. Absolutely. Um, please like and share. Ten weeks. Uh, subscribe. Ten weeks for was, the interim period. It was ten weeks. The interim period was ten weeks. Which and, it didn't even feel like it was ten yeah, weeks. And all the guests were amazing. Absolutely. All the guests were Thank amazing. You, everyone that everyone came who out. came out, who had the courage, yes, uh, who who stood out, who came out. We had a couple of past tours, yeah, in we the did. middle in the middle Absolutely. of that, and so we we are grateful for your participation mm-hmm. uh, in this podcast, and uh, we moving forward. But anyway, let's get right into it. Okay. So listen, so we're gonna take these next couple of weeks, and we're gonna be authentic. Uh, we decided this week, we decided this time to sort of uh, have a moment of reflection, and so we're going to reflect because a lot of times. Um, a lot of people just don't reflect on certain things. And I learned that self-reflections could sometimes be a hit against some people because people don't know how to self-reflect. Mm. Um, it, the beautiful art of storytelling mm-hmm. comes from being able to go back, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and then seeing what you mm-hmm. actually have been through and then repeating it in your mind, even if you have to exaggerate it a little bit to keep it in your mind. So to go back there and be able to tell the story again and again and again, to have that reflection, to go back to mm. see, but not to go back to fall, right, right, but to go back to find the nuggets that's necessary. Mm. So I do believe in the back and forward ideas of conversing with one another. Okay, I do believe in that. I do believe when you're conversing, the beautiful part about conversing is going back and telling other people about your life and what was going on. I got it from my father. Okay, And my father would yeah. always tell me when he was young what he would do. Mm. And uh, the things he did and the fights he got in. Mm-hmm. And my father had, and people don't know about my father, but he had a missing tooth. Okay. That's right. My father was a bishop with a missing tooth. Now, everybody, listen to what I'm saying. Front? A missing middle tooth. Oh. No, people don't know that part. Uh, yes, if you know my father, my <laughs> father had a missing okay. tooth in the, mid- the middle. Oh, yes, so did right it look here. like a gap though? No, no, it was a big gap, and he always <laughs> smiled. He had the biggest smile, and then we would often say, and then when it, when he lost his tooth, he would well, not when he lost his tooth, but when he would bring it up in sermons sometimes. He said, "Well, I can smile with my missing tooth because babies do the same thing; they ain't got any <laughs> teeth. So I'm just <laughs> like your baby. So we all good. Get over it." He was sitting on the pulpit before he preached. 
You know, and he would say that. He would say, yeah, I got a missing tooth, but so wow. does your baby. And your baby always smiling. That's funny. And he said, so let's go. So my son, my father Not was. Not the missing tooth Yeah, in the, the middle. missing tooth okay. in the middle. So we were always asking, how did you get that tooth? What happened? What happened? Yeah. So he said he was in a party. He wasn't supposed to go to the party. But he went to a party. Mm-hmm. So after he got to the party, got to a fight in a party. Clearly, he was from East Baltimore, mm-hmm. always getting in fights. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's what happened in East Baltimore, but I am saying that's kind of a thing. So, <laughs> kind of so, a- so he was fighting in a club, <laughs> and he said he was. Um, he said he the, the fight went outside. When the fight went outside, he said he was on top of the guy hitting him, and somebody came up and hit him in his mouth while he was hitting on somebody while he was fighting mm. somebody, and he said his tooth came out. Wow. I said, did you stop and check your teeth? He said, no, nah, I just kept hitting them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. serious. Yeah. My father would always, my father, you lose yeah, he, my father would always <laughs> tell me, he said, um, if you ever get to a fight with more than one person, find one person and just don't stop hitting on them. Mm. Said, don't worry about sense. nobody. He said, don't worry about nobody else hitting you. Right. He said, don't try to, he don't even, my father would tell me, don't even try to cover yourself up. Mm. He said, when you get into a fight with multiple people and it's just you, mm-hmm. he said, find one person and don't stop whipping on them. Mm. That's all he said. He wow. said, it doesn't matter what happened. You keep going after that one person. He said, I guarantee you they'll slow down. I said, I guarantee you they will slow. He said, man, because they were like, <laughs> it's almost like you're getting hit, but you're not, you know not what I'm phased. saying, affected by yeah. it. You just, mm. you, know, you know, have that, have that laser focus, predatory, you know what I'm saying, um, attitude, I guess. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're going down. He said, "Find one and just don't stop." That was his. That was Yikes. his. That was his mentality. Okay. Do you agree with that? I, 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 I'm, not a, I'm not. I'm not a fight, fighter. I know, but if you were in a fight, would you use that advice? Well, if he was a fighter, I would have to take the advice from a fighter. It wasn't. It, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. to sit there and just just to ball up, I don't know. I don't know. Because I feel like I'm a look. To the, I don't I'm know. looking around and make sure ain't nobody coming with a yeah, with no. a chair. Yeah, no, he said. Yeah, he said that's what he did. And um, so, but I'm not a. I won't. I'm not. I'm not a fighter. I usually try to you know quell fights or walk away. I don't want to start fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to go there. I don't want to see how I act if I do go there. Mm-hmm. So I was just never that guy. You know what right. I'm saying? Period. And uh, yeah, I'm just not a violent person. Period. So I, I, I you know, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to me. Right, right. It doesn't mean that I'm, um, it doesn't mean you can walk up on me and, just, right. and say what you want to say. You, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't fear anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just not, not that a, not a guy. Fighter. I'm just right. not that guy. I walk away first. The, if the vibe is off, I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I'm leaving the premises. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to try to uh, buck back. And today right. you can't. Yeah, it's a lot. It's not the same. It's different. I've got to a couple of fights in high school. I haven't got no fight as a man. I hope I don't get in any. Yeah. But today, serious. you know what I'm saying? Um, these young guys today and girls, yeah. you know what I'm will saying? Kill you. Will kill you. So yeah. it's best you just say, you know what? The vibe is not right. The mm-hmm. energy ain't right. We'll deal with this another day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We'll deal with it. And then sometimes some guys just get just, just get buddy energy. Mm. When they get, get when the guys tough. around them, they want to get tough. Mm-hmm. When they see you in the street, when you're by yourself, right. you know what I'm saying? They walk right by you and right say by. anything. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You just got to know the difference. Yeah. So feel the room. So that was my that was my feel father. the room. Yeah, feel the room. Put in the comments. Yeah, yeah, feel, yeah, the feel the room. <laughs> so, when I I believe in the back and forth conversing, mm-hmm. it's because I believe in the theory of the rainbow. Okay. I believe in the theory of the rainbow. Okay. I am not a flat Earth person. Mm-hmm. 
So all the conspiracy theorists and stuff like that say the Earth is flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's 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 quell some stuff okay. real quick. Let's make some flat Earth theory people upset. Okay. Let's start with some of this good stuff. Now I do not believe that the Earth is flat, even mm-hmm. though some of y'all do. Okay. But some of you only believe that the Earth is flat is because you heard other people talk about it, but right. you have not done any scientific study to see why the Earth is flat according to what you're saying, mm-hmm. how the Earth is flat according to what you believe, and why it's not. And what's going on? So here's why I do not believe that the Earth is flat. Okay. I don't believe the Earth is flat. It's because every time you see the moon, when you look at the moon, you look at the moon, mm-hmm. which is a reflection of the sun, mm-hmm. uh, as it sort of, the, so you see the sun, and I'm, I want to I put this in natural language, regular language. Okay. So if the sun is shining, and then in between the sun and the moon, there's the Earth. Right. So you got that right. So mm-hmm. on one end, you got the sun. Mm-hmm. On the other end, you got the moon. Right. In the middle, you got the earth. Yeah. Okay, good. So when you get the reflection of the moon, what you're getting is the sun reflecting off the earth, and you see it on the moon. Okay. That's what you see. Okay. Every time you see the moon, it's always in a curve. You see it in a curved shape. It's mm-hmm. never flat. Or straight. Or straight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word straight. Okay. It's never straight. You never saw a quarter of the moon straight. No. Half moon straight. straight. You never saw it straight. No. Even the crescent, that yeah. little, nothing is straight, which means the earth is round. <laughs> okay, point made. I mean, Everybody got curve. it. The earth has a curve. <laughs> so please stop, stop listening to this flat earth theory. It's right there. It's curved. So please, anybody else try to try to explain this flat Earth thing? Come on, call, call me. <laughs> let's have a scientific. <laughs> let's let's do some science. When the Earth, when the see, because the moon doesn't have a uh, the moon doesn't have a transit. Mm-hmm. So the moon moves with the Earth. It doesn't have a transit. It doesn't move on its own. So with that, those dimples you see on the moon, mm-hmm. okay, you don't see the dark side of the moon. Right, right. That, no. That's all you see because mm-hmm. the moon doesn't have a transit. Mm. It is said that the moon actually comes from the earth. Okay. And the moon was a part of the earth some billions of years ago. And they started separating. Mm-hmm. And now both of them right now are fighting for attention. That's how mm. you been in the relationship between the moon and the earth. And that's why when it's a full moon, everybody act like they need attention. Right. Oh, there it is. See? There you go. <laughs> and, that, and that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Every time there's a full moon... People act like they need a little extra attention. Yes. Hospitals go off on full moon. Listen. Babies, full moon. It's crazy. You hear what I'm saying? Pregnancies and stuff, full moon. Yeah. So the whole world needs attention. It's anything. It is because the earth and the moon are actually fighting for attention because they used to be one. Okay. And so this is when you get that gravitational pull. Blessed. Okay, good. Excellent. We got it, right? Got it. Kind of got it, right? Yeah. Kind of kind of makes sense. Round. Yes. Not flat. Not flat. Okay. So we're not dealing with that. Got it. Okay? Yes. All right. Everybody got that. All right. <laughs> everybody so got that? Everybody got okay. it. And if you don't have it, please comment. Let me know what it is. <laughs> what don't you got? Or, 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 or call in, right? Yeah, 443-850-8626. All my flat earth people call in. Let's have some scientific studies. Oh, man, I will crush you. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> everything you're saying is in theory. But there yeah. is no scientific truth to it. And so if you just open up your eyes again, Tia, everybody might listen to me. If y'all just pay attention, everything that you need is right in front of your face. One. Everything that you need is right in front of your face. You just got to open your eyes and know what you're looking at. 
So y'all got to make sure y'all go through these, these. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got the flat Earth thing, we got right? It. We All definitely right. got. We think got everybody it. Everybody got it. Everybody got that part. Yeah. All right, good. Now I also believe in the rainbow theory. Okay. Now there was a biblical thing. There was a biblical side to it, and I'm not talking about the biblical side to it. Okay. I am talking about the story side to it. That's right. The story when you was a child. The movie side. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm yeah. talking about that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking it from a certain perspective. Okay, there was a biblical side to the story because even in even in history, um, when you start reading about the Babylonians and, you know, the Samaritans and everything else, there are about six flood stories. Mm-hmm. OK. There are about six flood stories. Okay. That Mediterranean, that Mediterranean region, mm-hmm. there are about six flood stories. Mm. So the Bible is not the only one with a flood story. When you start reading other works of history and religion, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There are six flood stories. Mm. Okay. Got it. Got Everybody, it. I'm a pastor. Six flood there stories. There are six. There are six flood Write stories. It down. Six flood six. stories. Mm-hmm. All on mimic. All on mimic. The original. All on mimic. We don't know which one is original. Okay. Well, we, we, we don't know. Our, our first. Our. What we believe yeah, it is. We, what we believe it yeah. is. But we weren't there. No, we weren't. You know what I'm saying? But- we we take our flood story as the story of restoration mm-hmm. and the story of what we call revival. Yeah, God doing life over again. Okay, I'm not talking about that. Okay. So no no preacher call me and like Fliggins preaching something else. <laughs> I'm not. I know my Bible. I'm bringing this from I'm another perspective. Got it. And here it is. In the rainbow theory, you have two ends with an arch. Mm-hmm. Arch with two ends. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. It it go it lands somewhere and you don't know where it lands, on one end and it lands on another and you don't know where it lands either, unless you actually follow the rainbow. Okay. Or got it. I Good. think so. Yeah. Got it. Got to follow the rainbow. Got to follow the rainbow. Got to follow the rainbow to find out where it starts and mm-hmm. where it ends. Okay. Got that. All we look at to see is the arch. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we see it as an arch is because our eyes are round and the world is round and light bends. Okay. Again, another flat earth story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'll deal with that later too. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll crush your theories, y'all. That's it. All right, you got it. Yes. Okay, good. Light bends. Eyes. There is a beginning and an end mm. to everything. There is a start and a finish. There is an alpha and omega. There is a yesterday and a tomorrow. Somewhere in the bend, the story meets. This is why we, re- this is what I'm talking about reflective consciousness. Okay. The story has to bend. The story can, there is no such thing as a straight story. Mm-hmm. If there was such thing as a straight story, you wouldn't have courts. Mm. All stories have a bend. Mm-hmm. If, it was a, if there was a straight story, we wouldn't have movies. Mm-hmm. If there was a straight story, we wouldn't have books. Mm-hmm. That means that there was a bend to every story. There mm-hmm. is a twist mm-hmm. to the plot. Yeah. In every story. Yes. In your story, my story, why? It's because we can see the same story from two or three different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Rising action. Of Thank you. Amen. Action. Amen. Mm-hmm. So you so if if we see an accident, we see one accident and you're on one side of the street and I'm on the other side of the street, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I may see that the problem is the person didn't stop. Right. You may see the problem is the ground was wet and there was some oil on the street. Or you had a seizure. Or you had a seizure. Something happened. Something happened, right? You, anything, anything happened, right? Happened. You can see it in that. You can see something <laughs> medical inside, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we are saying is we see we saw the same event, but a different cause. Okay. You say the seizure caused it. I said he stopped too. He didn't stop in time enough. Or there was oil in the street. 
Okay. It could be all those things. Mm-hmm. Truth is, it is all of those things. Right. So the story always bends mm. based upon who the person is and where the, the person is. is. Yes. Okay, what they got to do with a rainbow, Pastor Flakens? Because on every rainbow, y'all watch the movies. I'm telling this story for them. There is a pot of gold at the end of every rainbow. Mm-hmm. What is the treasure for? Why is there a treasure at the end of the rainbow? Hmm. At, why is there a treasure? I am in elementary form talking mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Why is there a treasure at the end of every rainbow? So that open. arch. Go ahead. Because if you can follow it and trace the story, mm. you got the treasure. Okay. Bottom line. Okay. If you can follow and trace the story, mm. you have found the treasure. Mm. Okay. Reflective consciousness. Okay. A lot of people right now don't understand what's going on in their lives. It's just because they have not connected the dots mm. between yesterday and today. Mm. Because if they connected the mm-hmm. dots between yesterday and today, they can create a new tomorrow. Amen. You have not connected the dots. See. And this is why y'all go back. Everybody listen. This is why you must reflect. Because I have to connect the dots to get the treasure at the end. I got to get my pot of gold. Mm. I have to get my pot of gold. Mm. This is what we are doing. Mm. To find truth. To find meaning to find understanding, to build what we need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even in the Bible, let's go biblical now, right? Okay. Let's go biblical. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm on point now. Let's go biblical. Let's go. Even, even in the Bible, when, when uh, the book of Hebrews is talking about faith, it goes back to the iconic figures in the Old Testament. Okay. Moses and Noah, mm-hmm. and it deals with Abraham. It, it goes back by faith. This one did this by faith. This one did that. Okay. And so it has this. It, 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 it's a series. It's a. It's an iconography. Okay. Of people of characters, who actually did great feats in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and they took that, and they weaved it to what we believe today and how we should hold on, AKA if they did it, we can do it too. They overcame something, we have to overcome something too. Okay. This is what the book, so it's even in the book of the Hebrews. So the book of Hebrews. So now you go back and forward. They was going back, at, basically it's what they were doing, going back and forward. And there was this weird thing about the Bible. Okay. And the Bible is, and the preacher notice that you can find one scripture and reference it to something 1,500 years mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. And be direct. Yeah. I mean, revelation direct. Mm-hmm. And then take that same scripture and bring it up 500 years Mm. and be direct. Mm -hmm. And take another scripture and go back a thousand years before that Mm. and be direct. So you can take something from Hebrews and and match it with something in 1 Samuel. Mm -hmm. Take something in 1 Samuel and you can connect it with something in the book of of Genesis. Mm -hmm. Take something in the book of Genesis and connect it to something in the first chapter. Take something in the first chapter and connect it with something in the Gospels. Mm. And that's what the Bible does the whole time. Whole Bible. Whole Bible. Ping pong. Ping pong. Thank you. That's the beautiful way of putting it. Mm -hmm. So the Bible is this huge ping pong effect Mm -hmm. of truths. Mm -hmm. Of truths. Yes. And this is why you don't need, you don't need a theology degree to be truthful about the Bible. Mm. Mm. You just got to be able to properly connect the dots. That's good. So what are we going to do? 
the next couple of weeks. We're going to take and we're going to go back to some of the people that we have been have been interviewing, that have been our guests, and we're going to take points that they've talked about, mm. some things that stood out to us. Okay. And we're going to talk about them and we're going to try to connect some dots. That's good. I love the way you place where you put that. Yeah, you're like a preacher, right? I can raise an offering, right? You could, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sermon. <laughs> so we're gonna go back. So we're gonna go back 14. We're gonna connect dots. So for the okay. next couple of weeks, we're gonna go back and to and connect dots. Mm-hmm. Now they're not here, so we won't be bringing up no names. Right. But we will be bringing up things that meant the most to us, that right. stood out to us. Right. That's where we are. I did that okay. Excellent. I set that up. Excellent. That's where we're gonna I'm gonna be. Take at. that. Yeah, that's what that's what we're gonna do. That's I'm that's that how rainbow. We, that's yeah, it's the pot rainbow of gold. and that pot of gold, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you talking about it ain't real. Oh, and it's real. From, yes, and no from, from both from back and forth. Yes. The back and forth. Yeah. Yes. 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 I said it wasn't real. People said no, no, people be people, uh, people, not you, not you. I'm I'm using that as an example. People that ain't real. That, no, it, it is real. You just mm-hmm. don't understand the reality of it. Right. Right. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And so when you understand the reality of it, you'll say, "Oh, well, it's phony. It's this. It's that." No, it's it's truth and story form. Yeah, and there and people with the theology degrees that are not able to properly connect those dots. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people. Yeah, lot I mean, people not saying they can't, but yeah, they can't yeah. really. Yeah. But you know what? A, theo- a, a, a theological minister mm-hmm. would take what I just did. Man, make a good make a sermon out of that oh, I'm one. Sure. Oh man, they will make a sermon out of that one. They, you you kind of made, made you made one. <laughs> they will make a sermon out of what I just said. Definitely. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to connect some dots. Okay. okay so you want to start? No, you want me to start? Let's start with prayer. Father, uh-huh. we bless you for your people. We bless you for what we heard, what we hear, where we are, what we're doing. We bless you for what you have given us. We thank you for truth. We thank you for understanding and meaning. We give you all praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Good, good, amen, good. Amen, amen, amen. It's up to you. You want to yeah, go, go for it? Go for it. Um, Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, let's do it. One, two, three. Okay, you go okay. ahead. All right, so now we, we're, we're just talking about what? Who we, what things that we learned? What? what are we talking about? We're talking about, okay, so we had 10 weeks. We had 10 weeks of guests. Two preachers. We did. Oh, we, we yeah, talked about preachers Gabe, too? Yeah, we had Gabe. Oh, okay. We have uh, 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 Avery. Uh, Gabe Pastor and Avery. Avery. Pastor mm-hmm. Gabe. Pastor and Avery. Pastor Avery. Right. So we had two pastors. Um. And, uh, and we 10 had 10, additional 10 guests. guests, so 12 all together. Right. Cool, during the interim period. Mm-hmm. So whatever they said, something that they said, something that they, something that, uh, a point they made, um, a story they told, okay. stood out to you. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and you know, we, we were discussing dialogue that, and I'll bring something that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And we are discussing dialogue that, and those who are listening who may call, yeah. or those who remember and those who saying I ain't tell your story right, right, right. <laughs> like somebody, Rev, might, Rev, I ain't say it that way. So please correct us if necessary. You wasn't talking about. Yeah, I wasn't talking about we're that. We're not talking about. Yeah, not saying yeah, any names, yeah, right? Yeah. We're not saying. No I mean, unless no. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Uh, you got to do it. So you go okay. for it. Go ahead. Um. So first of all, the 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 was it, it was ten weeks, but uh, we saw twelve guests in the ten weeks. So it was so many different personalities and so many different. Um, experiences. Um, I don't necessarily. Let's see. I'm one that I specifically stuck out to me, stuck out to me. Um, dealt with grief. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the particular guest, because I don't want to say their name. Uh, they basically mentioned how um, randomly um, they have these periodic uh, moments of grief. And I think that in the conversation, we basically uh, kind of went into, well, at least I brought up um, possible like uh, unhealthy grieving compared to healthy grieving. Oh. Compared to healthy grieving, um, I think this 
this is like a really touchy subject. I noticed even on on the day that we were talking about it, just in general, grieving is just really, it's a hard thing to talk about because people are just so sensitive about it, which they deserve to be extremely sensitive about. Um, I don't know. I feel like with grieving, I mean, there's a 100% chance that all of us are going to deal with grief in some kind of way. Um, and people around us are going to deal with grief. Um, I think my uh, my main uh, concern is how long do we grieve? I think that that always becomes like the subject is how long do we grieve? Um, so where I work, I'm a nurse. Um, I've been a nurse now for about 10 years. And we like to practice healthy, healthy grieving. Um, we don't really go that deep because it's, it's, it's unless you actually book a session like with a therapist. Uh, but um, healthy grieving, grieving should not really take place longer. All right, so let me let me stop. I don't want to put a time frame on grieving. Let's just let's start right there. I don't want to put a time frame on the time that you're grieving because grieving people can grieve for their life, right? My concern is that long term grieving can cause some health conditions. Long-term grieving can affect your heart. Long-term grieving can affect your mental health status. Um, You go from acute to chronic. So my concern is the the long-term effects that it really has on the whole entire person. Um, And I think that it's important to understand, like, where should the grieving process start? I know it will be different for each person, but even trying to get – familiar with how do you deal with grief and I think that we just don't talk about that I think that a lot of times we're afraid of am I going to offend the person even even as a friend right like um, I remember when your dad passed and I remember even when Brittany's um, dad passed away um, it's it's it can be a little awkward because you just feel like you never really quite have the right words to say sometimes it is just being in the presence of that person um, sometimes they just want to be alone, but sometimes the alone period is kind. It kind of prolongs that grieving start or that that process that people kind of, in my opinion, need to get a grip on early on instead of later. Some people don't start the process until a year later, and so now we've not dealt with this, and we wait a year later, and we have like some really crucial problems that start to occur. So that was that was. I find that in a lot of the conversations, there were like key points that just kind of stuck out to me that um, I felt like needs to kind of be addressed in a different kind of way. And I'm not saying that what I'm recommending or what I'm saying is the end all. I'm just, it's just a recommendation and it's just what I've seen in regards to how it can be unhealthy for people. Yeah, you, 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 you brought up grief, but why? And you say what your concern is. You didn't say what your thought was about it, and think, so you think it's a concern. Well, my 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 thought on what is grief. So grief in general. How do you classify? It? What would you call grief? What would you? I call? would call grief um, a sense of heaviness. I would say that grief is definitely um, related to some type of loss. It's not always somebody that has passed away. Um, it could be the loss of um, in a relationship, people that in relationships, um, people that. Uh, do physically lose people who have lost pets. Um, grieving can be um, even leaving a job that you've been with or leaving a church that you've been with for a certain amount of time. People experience grieving and grief in all of those different kind of um, places. 
or areas, I guess, in their life, I'll say. So with that, um, my thought on it is that, uh, or I guess my recommendation. You, call, you, you still call it a recommendation? I would call it a recommendation. What do you recommend? about what do you, what do you, Why do you use the word recommend? Because it's it something that I'm... Something that I'm recommending. And you recommend? Yeah. And, and you recommend what? I recommend that. So what I've noticed, let me say what I've observed first. Mm-hmm. So I've observed in a lot of grieving situations um, that people uh, decide to kind of, some people decide to start not really thinking about what is actually happening. They, they become in a, in a place of shock, right? So people go through the fight or flight uh, response um, and... They're in shock, and it's hard for them to think about these things. They don't want to think about them sometimes, and sometimes people do. But there are quite a few people that like to kind of not put it in the forefront of their mind. Okay. Okay. So there are, from what I've been taught, there have been, or at least what I what I work with with my particular patients are the stages of grieving, the five stages of grieving. Which are? Um, so we have an acronym DABDA. So uh, denial. Um, I mean, anger, bargaining, depression, and anger. Five stages of grieving. Um, I remember in school we had to read a book called, um, I think it was called The Five Stages of Grieving. Okay. grieving. Um, and it just kind of details, it doesn't say that you're going to particularly go in those uh, forms of grieving in that order. Um, but it's somewhere in their process you may deal with some of those things, which a lot of us have dealt with those things. We we do get angry, um, and we do want to kind of bargain, and um, we do have some depression, even if we don't realize that maybe that's what it is, but we're kind of drifting off into this kind of dark place. And so not acknowledging or not understanding, like, what that process actually is, um, people get a little thrown off. People go into some mental fits people go into some suicidal behaviors people go into some dark spaces which I'm not saying they're not allowed to do I'm just saying that I think that if the grieving process started earlier um people may have may be able to um regain more of a sense of normalcy uh sooner in their process okay yeah so during the grieving process you you said you and you said the grieving process so what would you consider Healthy grieving. Okay. What's healthy? So you said that your concern is, your concern is that people don't talk about it or your concern is they don't start the grieving process earlier, fast enough or when they should? Because are you talking about grieving or are you talking about mourning? Um, they're kind of the same. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm talking about, particularly I'm talking more about grieving you're talking about grieving not mourning i mean they're kind of the same i mean so is grief is so my question is 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 grief what you deal with because you lost something so if i had to define grief it would be if i had to define grief um okay i I would use i would say okay remember we remember when um preacher uh 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 what's his name um the young the preacher was here was like Avery. Preacher Avery. Okay. Preacher Avery. I call him Preacher Avery. Preacher Avery, he was saying that you know you Pastor like Avery. Yeah, Pastor Avery. Yeah, you, he he was like, you um he said uh he said, I'm like Mr. Miyagi. You always got words. He okay. like you always got them little words, right? Mm-hmm. Always got phrases. So I have something and I'm just listening to you talk right now. Okay. And so what I what I'm listening to when I would say that they must be they could there may be different between the grief and mourning. Help me out here. Because grief ain't brief. You said grief ain't brief. Grief is not brief. 
Okay. And I'm just using this as I'm just using these words. I'm just playing on words, of course. But grief is not brief. Okay. That's what I believe. Okay. Um, but I'm just I, I'm just I'm just we just we just we just we just connecting these dots here. But the mourning process is what you do because you're grieving. The mourning process is what I'm doing because I am grieving. So if I grieve loss, then I'll go through something. So the grief is, I guess, I, I would classify grief as, and I'm coming, not, and I'm not clinical. It's not a clinical perspective. This is a pastoral perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm not clinical. Um, I don't have a license in this. Um, so I'm not. I'm just. And we. This is just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, when I define grief, I define grief as learning how to live with what you don't want to live with. Okay. Living with what you don't want to live with. Okay. Lost. Mm-hmm. I have to live with this. Okay. So I'm going through the grieving process because I realize that I've lost something uh-huh. and I have to now live with what I don't want to live with. And that is to live without a person that was kind of, or that was connected to me. So when you deal with grief, you're dealing with the loss of a, we were talking about death too, by the way, mm-hmm. but we say it could be any of them. Yeah, it, it can, can be, be any of those job, things, but they like still that. apply. I believe that they mourning still, still applies, applies for more, yeah. bereavement, mourning, yeah, 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 grief. Yeah. They're all kind of, in my opinion, in that same category. But of, do they have different definitions? I honestly think they. You could you could say that they are def, different definitions. They will be different in everyone's pers- from everyone's perspective. But realistically, I believe that they all are kind of in the same category. They can be used interchangeably. So if someone is in their grieving process, I can say someone is in their mourning process. And oh, it, and it they different? Or are they the to, same? To me, I'm saying that I believe they're all intertwined into the same category. I think they can be used interchangeably, and they are used interchangeably. Okay, so mourning. Everyone doesn't say I'm, every, excuse me, every, I'm everyone sorry. doesn't say like I'm in my, in my grieving process. They might say I'm mourning right now and be re- referring to the same thing. They'd be referring to the same thing. Yeah, so I believe it all deals with a loss a robbery, like bereavement, like a lot of people say that that that, like you said, the like it's like a ro- robbery, yeah, right, like it's something that's stolen from me yeah. that I did not ask for, right, but I have to deal with. I have to live with. Deal yes, with. Okay. so I believe all three of those are kind of saying the same, same thing. thing. They in the same area. Yeah, I mean, I, and and again, I think they're also. I don't think, but they are used interchangeably, interchangeably. depending on the person and what their experience has been with that terminology. It's Good. just a different terminology for. The same, same thing. thing. Yeah, dealing with yeah. a loss. Mm-hmm. So if, okay, so I'm dealing with a loss. So the grieving process. Mm-hmm. So if I, am, I, if I am grieving, what would you call unhealthy grieving? Well, let's, let's start. What is healthy grieving? Okay. Because we define grieving, right? We, we made clear. I think so. We made clear. And we, at least we were pragmat, prag, um, pragmatic, put yeah, it that way, definitely. about it. You know definitely. what I'm saying? We were pragmatic about it. Mm-hmm. And so, and um, maybe our truths may be and our definitions may all be pragmatic considering you know that the in my on my end mm-hmm. the lack of education okay you know what i'm saying the lack mm-hmm. of clinical education mm-hmm. maybe we're just taking a you know matter of fact approach yeah and i believe that it, it's it will be relatable to each person because <clears throat> I, each person uses it a little bit differently it, everybody uses it differently. but again ultimately it's, it's still referring to the same thing. The like I'm talking about my mourning period, yeah. my time of bereavement, and my uh, time of grieving grief. is still all boiling around something I've lost uh-huh. and how I'm dealing with it in that got time it, frame. Got it. Got it. All right, yeah. Okay. Good. 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 So, so I'm have to live with. I'm, I have to live. With, I, I realize I got to live with something that 
I've lost. Or right. live with something I don't want to live with. I don't want to. Or I that know. I didn't want to lose. Or that I didn't want to lose. Right. Or I didn't want to live with. That's why I'm lost of a loved one. That deep depression I have to deal with. And you're saying people don't start the process early? What, are you, what were you saying when you said that? Yeah, I think. Well, so, first of all, let me just say that I'm not um, taking anybody's process from them. This is this is my specific opinion and and based off of my experience, literally, even with losing someone. Um, and I didn't deal with it this way either. I, I believe that I was not healthy in the way that I dealt with right. my grief. So um, in the grieving process, again, it will be different for each person. But I do believe that um, at the time that someone passes away, there should be a, a moment in time where as though we have come to grips with what's happening in our life. A lot of times people completely um, deflect it. They completely are not aware that they're in shock, right? So when somebody passes away, most people deal with a shock. That's the the fight or flight. Um, And the initial response is fear. You know what I'm saying? Some people go to their holes or their places, wherever they want to shut off everything, reality. And then – some people are forced to deal with it because you have to set up the funeral. You have to set up the this, you have to set up the that. And not even to mention like you have to go back to work. Like there's not a long time for bereavement. So you're kind of forced to kind of jump into the the motion of things. For some of the people that jump into the motion of things, they, they're so busy that they stay so busy that they don't even focus or realize that someone is lost like someone's clearly lost but they don't have time to really process what has happened and then there's some people that are not going to the funeral they're not talking to anybody they're not coming to the family gatherings they're just not going to admit or they're basically in denial that this is not happening what I'm saying is that's good both of those things even though it's happening it's still good because you're still going through your process um I, I think my main concern is how long we extend the process. Not saying that you won't have your tears. Not saying that you won't have moments of um, reflection and memories because you're supposed to. I'm not taking that away from anyone. I believe that those are things that that are healthy um, habits of grieving. However, I think when we get to um, when we get past a certain point. So when we get, and I'm not trying to. Again, one thing I want to say is that I think this is a really difficult subject to talk about because people feel like they're throwing their loved one away when it's time to marry again or when it's time to um, have conversations about what are we going to do with their clothes or they kind of feel like they're throwing them away or that they are moving too fast past this period. And because everyone, to a certain extent, I would believe, has dealt with some type of loss, we almost just let people do whatever they got to do in that moment which they can ultimately they can do whatever they want to do in that moment but we don't address it because it's almost triggering for the person the addresser if that makes sense because we've all dealt with it does that make sense so Mm -hmm. far and um so with that being said I don't think anyone should be rushed through their process but I do think that um not dealing with those initial stages um I would say within I was at like a 40-day period. I was used 40. Um, I actually got a revelation about uh, the 40-day period um, as I've been working on um, a word that the Lord gave me um, in, in regards to fear. 
and um and it dealt with just um Jesus with the temptation for the 40 days and 40 nights and not saying that everyone's process has to end at 40 days but um it's kind of a standard for where the process that we should kind of be moving into where did that standard come from what standard that that you said it's kind of a standard no i said that the 40 days is a standard would be would be a, sta- a standard or a marking period that i would be recommending for that you should be into these processes based so with it based off of the revelation that i that i received okay. number one and number two based off of um the acute phases chronic phases and long-term phases so um everything that we kind of do whether it be an illness whether it's grieving medically we kind of refer to things in phases right so the acute phase is typically like anything under three months chronic phase um, can be three months and longer sometimes it's six months to a year um, and then anything over a year um, will be considered um, long term meaning that you're going hold probably hold on to this for a very long time, if not the rest of your life. Um, and so as you get out of your acute phase, I'm not saying that when I, I, I really honestly believe that or anything over a year, within that year time, I would hope that someone has dealt with those initial stages of grieving, not dealt with it like, oh, I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm moving past and I forgot about the person. No, but that you have dealt with that. You have had some anger. You've had some um depression you've had you've you've kind of addressed all of these things and you and you started the process people that haven't started that process that's where the concern is so when we get past that time and you haven't started the process that's where that's where my concern is okay um you every 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 so you we we're, we're dealing with you dealing with grief you're dealing with something that everybody you said we will have to de- we will have to deal with or has dealt with hundred percent of hundred percent of us want to deal with some type of yeah loss yeah and so your every everything you said was based upon your what you believe what you just believed in a revelation and also like I said uh, from medical experience in regards to the acute the chronic and the well I'm asking about okay. I'm at what I'm asking about so you're saying that the grieving period would be uh, forty days beginning forty days and you're saying you're not measuring anything you just believe that it should be forty days what I'm saying is the forty day period right should be at least a start point. For for the average person dealing with grief, and with that with, start, okay. But but you say they dealing the with for, the grieving or dealing with the healing from the of the grief. Which one are you talking about? Because you grieve as soon as the initial shock. The whole process is the of grief. grieving process is also the healing process. So oh, the I'm, grieving process is the healing process. Yeah, grieving is a healing process. I didn't know that. Yeah, grieving grieving is a healing process. So every you, tear you cry, like that, is a part of the healing process. Literally. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So when someone, when when, when I lose someone or mm-hmm. when someone is lost yeah, and you, 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 you just deal with the shock or whatever of loss, mm-hmm. that's, they started grieving then. They've started grieving. Okay. So from the initial point of, I mean, I'm not trying to bring any, um, and I'm not trying to bring up any, um, any situations or any examples, mm-hmm. but the initial point of the loss and I have to deal with the loss, mm-hmm. that's when the grieving starts. Yes. That's the grieving process. Mm-hmm. Begins right there. The grieving process actually begins there with that, yes, that initial shock. And you're saying that after I should start dealing with it within 40 days? I got 40 days to grieve? I'm saying or what, what, like, I'm saying within that first 40 days, I believe that 
you should um, have come in contact with some of these stages of the grieving process. Okay. Okay. Just come to grips that you are going through these stages right? and understanding what these stages are and what does it look like and right. being verbal about what it is within the 40 days. Right. I'm not saying it should end in 40 days. You're not saying it should end in 40 days. No, I'm not saying that in 40 days you should be done with your acceptance. But in 40 days you should be what? You should be within the process and, and being able to understand, like, what are these stages and how is it dealing with me? How am I reflecting on it? But the forty days you say come from what you believe and by in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But you haven't you have you have not um, looked at any clinical studies. You haven't researched anything. You haven't looked at anything or see I how much or like the psychiatric I mean, I the, and the psychiatric. Yeah, because every I'm, person is different. Yeah, so how so, can, my, so again, it. mine is my, what I'm saying is based off of um, the fact that people are uh, people develop long term issues the longer that they hold on to grief, uh, that people um, actually develop mental illness. There are a lot of different things that come with holding on to grief for long increments of time. That is proven, period. That the longer that you hold on to these things, they precipitate other issues, whether it be with your heart, whether it be with your mind, whether it be with your social relationships, it completely affects everything when you completely hide and don't deal with it. All I'm saying is within the first 40 days that's, that you lose someone, you should be coming to grips with some of those stages of grieving, whether it, it might be anger for you. It might be anger, anger for for you. Am I facing these stages or I'm coming to grips with them stages or I understand It's the you, same. You're coming to grips with them. Again, meaning. every 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 person's will be a little bit different, but you should be understanding what these stages are. Again, it's it's kind of difficult because a lot of people don't seek therapy or counseling during this grieving time. So it would be had I mean, in order for this to even be effective, they would have it would have to be almost a paradigm effect of of being able even to disseminate this information, even it though it's available, it's available, yeah. but the average person does not come and seek these things. A lot of times they don't even seek help until they're in something called complicated grieving, which is over a year. So what would you say to the person who heard you say 40 days and they look on the line and online, you know, the American Association of Psychiatric Health mm-hmm. say something different. And then they go somewhere else and he says something different. And saying you're saying forty days, and they're saying, "Hey, the grief process with uh, could be anywhere from six months to four yeah." I years. just need I need you to um, so hear it, me say that I'm not saying that right. forty days is a time that it should be over. I'm not saying that their process should end at that time. I'm just saying that within that time, the person should be de- have dealt with, and when I say dealt with. Had a, had a thought about it, started a journal, started some reflections on how they're dealing with the anger, if they are angry, uh-huh. are they in denial, um, are they having the bargaining, whatever the stages are. Like it they should sh- start within. It should start within the 40 days. Within those 40 days. In my opinion. In yes. your opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so, and you don't, and, and when, and when, and to when. To avoid long term. But my, maybe my, my question is, I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay. My question is, when. The research says something different. You're just holding on to your opinion without the research actually, actually doesn't. I have researched this. No, no, I didn't say you didn't. Okay, I didn't say that. Okay. I said if the research says something different. So if I go online, there are right going to be multiple. That's my They are going point. to be multiple listen, ways. Let me, of, let me finish. Let me okay, finish. Go ahead. But they came up with that. They came up with that study 
based upon, you know, I guess, um, I guess dealing with a number of people. Mm-hmm. So they would take, hey, you know what I'm saying? A number of uh, people who died in this time, during that time, from this time, during that time, in this country, in mm-hmm. this region, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be men, women, widows, um, those things like that, you know? And so they, they take a list of 100, 200, 300, 500 people and said, okay, you know, and they study these things. Mm-hmm. So there's people that study loss and people that study grief. And people that study mourning and the mourning process mm-hmm. and the mourning period. Right. And they get together and they get in this big room and a hundred psychiatrists and doctors mm-hmm. and lawyers and, and medical people and all them get together and they start hatching this out. Right. And it takes six, seven, eight years to hatch out. Because uh-huh. these things take time. Yeah. And they come up, okay, well, then we come up with a general uh, you know, a consensus mm-hmm. that grieving period is between six months to about four years. If they come up with that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they listen to you and you come along. You're saying, you know what? You know, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And I'm and they're saying that based upon their 10 years of research and their eight years of being in college and we got all this stuff. And you're saying it based upon your belief mm-hmm. and with a revelation and what's in the Bible. Uh-huh. And I'm asking you, how do you substantiate your point? How do you stand on that? And I know it's different from everybody, but how is what I'm asking you? Dealing with that person who may be dealing with grief. Because at the end of the day, if that is your concern, mm-hmm. and then they are looking at you, then they're saying, okay, then where does this come from? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I, can only, I can only be, I as a pastor can only be, I can only talk from experience. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask me six weeks, my mind starts racing, right? I'm starting looking. Okay. I said six weeks. What's six, what is six weeks? What is 40 days? What is seven weeks? Because mm-hmm. six weeks would be 36. So I'm looking at, okay, so I'm six weeks. So I am connected to my partner for 39 years. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me in 40 days. 40 days, uh-huh. 40 days. To start, is, uh, to start accepting wait, let me finish, that. Let me finish, let me because finish, I think you kind of went off a little I'm bit. Not going, and I'm not, I'm not that's going, not what I'm but, saying. But I'm saying this okay. is who you're talking to. Okay. So you're talking to someone who had somebody in their life. Yes. So I'm talking. So you and you said that's not what I'm saying, but that's what I'm hearing. Okay. And that's what, and that's, and that's really so my. Let me ahead, finish. Go ahead and finish. So now 39 years. Okay. I'm attached. Of course. 39 years. One year. I mean, it, it, it's. 39, yeah, 39 years. 39 years I'm attached. And you trying to tell me I have to start the healing process, the grief. I've already grieved. I've been grieving since it started. Mm-hmm. So I've already started grieving because it happened and I can deal with the shock. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, so I've, and, I'm, and I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm all these things. And this is part of my grieving process. This is part of the grieving process. You are saying that I should, so what happens within the 40 days to say that I'm not dealing with those things? That's what I'm, you get what I'm saying? Are, are you saying that if a person doesn't say anything, they're not dealing with those things? Are you saying that if a person shut themselves off, they're not dealing with them? Right. Or they I haven't do. talked to I you? I believe that. Oh, no, not really? me. Not, no, 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 I'm, I'm just me. saying it. I'm saying but definitely, the person who yeah. hasn't said anything Absolutely. are not dealing with grief. They are not, I don't think, health, in a healthy way. No, I would say it's that at that point it would not be healthy. Hmm. Definitely not. Okay. Um, because and if I'm not ready to talk about it, you're going to force me to? I'm not going to do anything. No, I'm just saying you should. You recommend that I'm. You're recommending definitely. That Again, I talk. the thing is, so over the course of life, really, we've seen grieving in this way. Whereas yeah, though yeah, yeah. the whoever it is that's grieving is, we just give them whatever they need, right? We they can 
If they don't want to talk about it for six years, they don't talk about it for six years. We we haven't seen them in six years. And we just say, okay, they got to deal with it how they got to deal with it. Ultimately, they do got to deal with it how they're going to deal with it. And no one's going to force them to do anything. What I'm saying, in my opinion, that's an unhealthy way of dealing with grief is hiding it or putting it under a rug for six years because you don't want to come to and I, and I, I mean I get it that you don't want to come to um to grips that either this is happening or you're just not ready to talk about it at that time my I'm saying that that's that's not that's not a healthy that's way of dealing with it first of all now you really have gone into a long-term grieving period whereas though you've never talked about any of these things and now statistics have showed that pe- um, people like that wind up, those are the people that develop a lot of the mental illness. So those are the people that you're talking about? Yes. You're talking about a specific group of people then? I'm talking about, they're different classes because they're, they're different standards of, as far as like the time frames are concerned. So yeah, somebody that doesn't want to talk about it, doesn't want to deal with grief at all for a six-year period, yeah, that's definitely who I'm talking about. But I'm also talking about the people within 40 days. And my point with the 40-day period is not that you should be finished grieving in 40 days. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. You should not be finished your cycle of grieving in 40 days. I'm saying that you should at least come to grips and acknowledge, number one, that this person is gone. Um, And experiment with those different stages. Have I, am I dealing with anger? And what does that mean to you? It, it's acknowledgement. So I'm angry. It so is it saying I'm angry? Yep. It says, That's it? It says that you're angry, and now the communication starts with that. The commu- that now will be a cycle of communication. Okay, why are you angry? Let's get to why, what's causing the anger. I just lost my loved one. Okay, but what makes you angry about that? I just lost my loved one. And so what else makes you, angers you about that? No, 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 no. That's the only thing that I'm angry about. See what I'm about. saying? And that's where we kind of stop. And yes. so that's why I'm saying that so that's a, some, Is there something else I have to be angry about? No, it's not even about something else you need to be angry about. But let's get to the root of what actually is angry. Are you are you angry that they left before their time? Are you angry that, like, it, it literally would be a process into that to, to talk about it. And that point, and the point of that is to pull out what is it that, you're angry about specifically get to the root of that so that you can then move on to whatever the next phase of um, grieving is or move on. Now, and when I say move on, I don't mean get rid of or forget about what's right, happening, right. but to move in your process of your grief. Right. Not saying your your grief could last for the rest of your life. And when I say grief, it's, it's a loss. So the loss is not going anywhere. But I'm saying being upfront about what comes with it is is really my is my main concern. Uh huh. I um. So there, there's 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 two sides to this. Um, I guess the rainbow, right? There's yeah. two sides to this. There's the part that says that there's the part that I'm looking at that says I um I'm dealing with grief, and I don't want anyone to bother me right now, because I have to process this on my own. But there's the other end where somebody's saying, hey. You know, you need to talk to somebody. Uh-huh. You need to, you you know what I'm saying? You need to start talking about what you're dealing with. Uh-huh. My question to you is, if I am not looking for help. The average person is not. Okay. So now are you saying that the proper way to go about it is to force yourself on somebody? No. So what do you do to the person that you send? So and number one, if the person is not asking and looking for help, and number two, you're not forcing them to help, uh-huh. then how do they get the help? 
I mean, this would have to be something that was changed, would, that would be changed culturally from the time that the person has passed away. Every person they come in contact with would have to be given and facilitating the same information. It would have, every person would have to be in facilitation of this. So this is something that if the person passed away in the hospital, this is something that they are talking about. When you come in contact with the funeral home, listen, this is a really big deal. Let us set you up with this. Or are you ready to talk about it? These are some stages you're going to deal with. Read this. Let's talk about it in two days. People that are actually following up um, with with family, I mean, counselors and pastors really being familiar with whatever these stages are just so that it's not foreign and it's not like something that's just coming out of the sky because it's like a real thing. But we don't really kind of talk about it unless someone says, oh, you know what, this person needs help. Let me take them to the hospital because they just tried to kill themselves. Right. Like until it gets to be too late. That's, you know what I'm saying? This sounds to me to be drastic. It's not drastic. I mean, it happens every day where people have suicidal thoughts. You know, they've lost, like you said, the person they've been with for 40 years. And they cannot see their life without that person. And so some people do want to end their life. Yeah, but my my I, I think my question is, I have, I, have, I, have, I have a lot of thoughts because my, okay, so... And you start talking, because you, you, we, 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 we keep saying a lot of people, right? But how right. many people have we buried? How many people have we, how many times have we actually been through this? Mm-hmm. And the average, how many times have we been how through this? How many people were, I mean, the average person. Well, I'm a pastor, so I wouldn't be average, so it wouldn't be a fair question. Yeah, but you're right. And, but also yes. the people that would share that with you. A lot of those kind of things aren't shared it's a lot of times so after they're out or what they share with their physician or what they share in hospital after after something yeah, has yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's not gonna be something I don't think it'll be something automatically that that you or maybe other people might be like, Oh yeah, I know somebody that did like because it's kind of a pro is it like a kind of a private matter, I think, when it gets to that or those personal feelings that people may be, be dealing with. I guess it's easy for me to associate this with um certain things like how we're able to shift our minds when it comes down to um different goals that we want or um, different things. Like we have people that have been raped or people that have had expressed, experienced losses in different ways. And we minister to those people like, well, you know, it's time to change your garments. It's time to change your mind. It's time to put this in your atmosphere. It's time to do this. It's time to recreate that. And we do literally recreate these, these moments and we, bring out the positive in these things that have negatively affected. Why is it that when it comes to grief is such this is such a wall that we just cannot, we just cannot get past and we can't picture it. And I understand that it's a loss and we would never get that particular person back. However, life is still happening. Life does not stop. So my thing is how can we teach people to keep life going and to be aware of these different things that they're going through, these different mental things that, um, you know, things that are happening in their mind. Like, can we, let's talk about it. Let's move forward with it. Not erase the memories of your loved one, because we cannot do that. And, I, and I'm not recommending that at all. But I'm saying dealing with, talking about, being a part of the community. I'm not talking about a friend that just calls like that day and then they like, you know, that's it. No, I'm saying that we have to be present, and it would have to be like a full effect. Um, but it's it's just not something that ha- is happening, obviously now. Um, I I or may never happen. I I I um 
okay, I'm trying to figure out who's the we and who is it not happening for. And because I have to, because I feel like we're just throwing out there, we're throwing an issue out there without even a percentage of how many people are dealing with this. How many deal? What's the specific? How many people are dealing with grief? Mm-mm. How many okay. people are dealing with the kind of grief you're talking about, where they don't talk about it? Because you're talking about the grief. We all got to deal with grief. Uh-huh. So you're not talking about the all. You're talking about a specific group. I'm talking about the all. So the all got a lot of help. The all does not utilize a lot of this. Wait help. a minute. Wait. 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 But Based off of percentages, what there percentage? are percentages. I I would have to pull up like specific ones, but there are percentages that show there are. I can't tell you the specific one. I can look okay. it up. But there are percentages that tell you that um, this certain population does not um, reach out for help during this time. Right. As a result, that causes the chronic and long term right. grieving, and right. then they diagnose it now to be so, a complicated. So grieving. now we are not talking about the all anymore. We're talking about the all. We're talking. We're talking about the oh, we're talking about the popu- the the hope the population that is dealing with that has dealt with grief, which is everyone. So we're talking about we're talking about everyone that has dealt with grief or is dealing with grief. So everyone who is dealing, everyone will deal with grief. Everyone will deal with grief, or everyone has dealt with grief. Both. And you're saying, mm-hmm. and I want to be clear about what I'm saying, about what you're saying. You're saying that they are not utilizing the help that's necessary. For them to go through the process, I'm saying they're unaware. I don't even think it's a it's a way it's an it's an awareness because, and when I say we, I'm talking about I'm I'm using myself and I'm using a lot of population that I've come in contact with in talking to people about grief and what I've also seen as far as like some of the records or whatever indicate that people aren't people deal with grief independently. It's kind of a it's been an independent thing. I mean, the family is there, but they're not really dealing with these different stages. And that's really my big thing is these stages to me are really important to at least become aware with. Not saying that you have to be over it, but do I do I realize what's going on to me right now? Right. Yeah. Do I realize that these tears are actually, I mean, they're really therapeutic actually because literally the cortisone is coming out. I'm excreted. I'm healing myself through my tears. Like, right. but do I know that it's okay for me to cry? Like, I'm just saying that it's not something that's touched on in my opinion. It's not. No. So I. So okay. So now I have to come from a different perspective because I think it's touched on a whole lot. Okay. I I think it's touched on a whole lot because, but I'm coming from a perspective of a pastor, mm-hmm. so I'm coming from a different perspective. I think it's touched on a whole lot. I believe there are bereavement ministries, people, pastors. Yeah, but those, but what are those ministries doing, and what is what is well, the I'm going to tell you about. See, but see, but again, that's, that's, who are the they? You saying what are they doing? They are helping people out. No, not they really. Are. Because I'm a part of that thing. Okay, no offense. But what Go I'm saying it. is I'm not saying you're not helping people out in the, the way that you believe that they, I they believe should I be think I should helping help out. people yes. out. And I'm not saying that people are not being helped out so because who, they probably appreciate what they're receiving. All I'm saying is, and it, it would be a dip, really difficult thing to prove without, not even prove, but to, but to, not even the numbers, just to even implement because there is such a, pushback of what we think is healthy grieving is we us a society our current the population i'm not really sure how to classify the group but i'm just going to make say a general i'm just saying we but go ahead i'm using a a generality right now in regards to the population okay so um okay 
I I just I can just say okay. Okay. I'll just say okay, and then I'll give, and then I will give my experience because again, okay. that's the only thing I can do is give my experience. Okay. And what I believe about the situation, okay. but I can't say I, I I'm not saying yay or nay to anything, and I'm not here to um, oppose your position. I'm just giving my personal understanding about what it what is and what's not. Right. What I believe it is not. And one more thing. Go for go for it. I just believe that. If these things were addressed earlier, and when I'm saying these things, I'm talking about the, this depression, the anxiety, the fear, the mental instability, the being forced to go back to work and dealing with things that, um, dealing with your grief to a certain extent without, and not without those stages are almost, it, it doesn't allow you to properly move past where you are and and getting like even going to get back into your life like uh, I just that's that's all right so this so so this is what I so this so okay 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 respectfully um I just I just respectfully and I'm just going to give up um again again you're generalizing it and then I'm going to just just deal with it in and how I think I think 40 days is not not enough time to do anything in my opinion, forty days is not just forty days is not no time. Um, if you go biblically, if I would go to the Bible, um, if I go Bible in the forty days in the Bible, there's about a few couple of references in the Bible where they grieve quite a few for uh, forty days, but they thirty only, days, thirty days, yes. But most times they they only grieve long period of time for like officials and royal people. That's that. That's not that wasn't the general consensus. Mm-hmm. So the general consensus, and if you read um. Oh, you're gonna make me think. Use my brain. I know okay. Jacob, like when he passed, they grieved for 30, 30 days. Yeah, thirty days with Jacob. It was thank thirty Moses, days with Jacob. 30. They uh thirty days. Everything was forty 70 days. Seventy days for somebody. Yeah, it was it was that was um that was Genesis chapter come on, Fleggins. Genesis chapter number fifty. Okay. Thirty, forty, forty and thirty days. Okay. So okay, so where did this come from first? Let's just deal with some okay. biblical stuff first, real quick. So where did the forty days come from, right? So the forty days have no basis in scripture. There's no basis. God never says forty days mean this in scripture. We find significance because things were happening in forty days. Mm-hmm. But there is no significant there is well, there is significance, but there is no um there is no definitive meaning for the number forty in scripture. We find it because we see so many things happening in forties. Mm-hmm. And that's why we find it. Um but there is a there is is a there so in the Bible we have to understand that there are certain superstitions that was added to the scriptures, certain superstitions that was added to what we call the our faith, the Hebrew faith, and the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So we have the version of the Bible. And what we have is the King James version of the Bible, which which sort of points to Christianity. And in the Christianity, um, the superstition they had earlier was the reason why they grieve. 40 days is because they believe that um, in 40 days is how long it takes the spirit to roam the earth to go to the afterlife. Okay. So that was like a superstitious belief. So it takes 40 days. And where did he get this from? Jesus walking the earth 40 days after he after he rose in his ascension okay. after 40 days. So that's kind of where the 40 days come from. So Christians, early Christians believed that a spirit roamed the earth for 40 days. Then it went to the afterlife. So that's after death. So that's what Chris, that was like a Christian myth. Or Christian superstition, mm-hmm. and there are superstitions in every religion. So that was a superstition. So that's where that forty day thing came from. So it actually it, it had no it had no bearing on you know what I'm saying what was. And I think there was only one scripture where the Bible actually says mourn a certain time for people, and it gave a time of like seven days. So you had the seven day mourning. 
you're making me think. The seven-day morning, so mm-hmm. remember, reflection, right? So mm-hmm. the seven-day morning, and the seven-day morning was called in the Jewish time the Shiva, the Shiva, S-H-I-V-A, or S-H-I-V-A-H. It's called the Shiva, mm-hmm. or the Shiva. Okay. And then the Shiva, you had to mourn for seven days. So you mourn for, just Shiva is to mourn for seven days. So in the Jewish customs, they mourn for seven days. Y'all go look it up, please. Um, they mourn for seven days. When you mourn for seven days, um, you're supposed to sit on a low stoop or a low chair in the house. You couldn't leave the house. You sit on a low chair, and that's where you get the term, I'm feeling low. Mm-hmm. So to express the how you feel, they would find a low chair or a low stoop, and they would sit in the chair for seven days, and they could not, they would not leave the house for seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, they had another tradition of bottling tears. So they would cry for a number of days and take the tears. And when they do, they bottle the tears up and send the tears to the loved one or the person who passed. Mm-hmm. So they had professional mourners. Mm-hmm. So it, all of this is in scripture. All of this was, was given. All of this had some significant or some meaning. Mm-hmm. But life was different then than it is today. It is. And so um, that's, where, that's where that 40 come from. 40 was always for royal people. So you always, 30, 30 days, 40 days for royal people. It wasn't for the regular consensus, regular people. You know what I'm saying? 40 days. For regular people, seven. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's not even enough time to grieve. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy, right? That's I mean, not that's even enough time. We, yeah, that's what we think, we, right? That's what we think. That's what we but, think. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? But seven days, I'm like, mm. I, I think the problem is people put a cap on that morning thing, like, that's not that's not what the recommendation is. Yeah, like well, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying either one. Okay, I'm, well, that's it, it always sounds like it's not saying okay. Let, let's get it. Let's let, we're like, not let's be done in forty days. Like no. Well, well, but but no, you ha- no, no, no. No, I'm not saying let's be done in forty. I didn't say that it was be done in forty days. I'm not even saying that's the cap. You should end in forty days. Right. I'm, I'm not just, either. I'm not saying. Okay. I'm just saying the number forty should not even be added to the process. And why? I'm, why can't they be a recommended number? Why, well, I'm going to tell you why I don't think it should be. Okay. I'm saying it can't be. I don't think it should be. Mm-hmm. Because I think it. I think that, so if the, um, when I have a baby, when a woman has a baby, mm-hmm. she got to weeks. go back to work six weeks. Mm-hmm. I was six her, weeks. her term is 40 weeks. 40 uh-huh. weeks. Okay. Go back to work in six weeks, uh-huh. which is roughly 40 days. Mm-hmm. Kind of roughly 40 okay. days. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's, it's like the birth process. So you have something in your body that's growing up. Not a woman, of course. And then you have to then spend 40 days. And we're just using this in general. And I'm just using my, I'm just coming off the cuff with these things because I'm talking. And uh, for the sake of conversation, again, we're connecting dots. And I'm saying, hey. And then the mother would often say, that's not enough time for me to spend with my brand new baby. Mm-hmm. I got this new baby here, and I got to go right back into regular life and hand my baby off to the daycare and stuff like yeah. that. And so you get this detachment period right. already. And the mamas all crying. I've seen mothers cry. Oh, Come yeah. pick the babies up early, act up at work. And they go through this process at the beginning of life, uh-huh. having never seen this baby before and only been with this baby, I guess, nine months in the womb and just a couple of weeks out of the womb. Uh-huh. And then you juxtapose that to someone who had you've been living all your life. Or I'm not saying one loss is greater than the other. I'm not even saying it's a loss or a separation or anything but i am saying that process that process that 40 day number is just interesting to me i just think it's just interesting to me to even put a number on the process and i think that's where i'm coming in at with just just putting the number on the process and knowing and it's beginning the process or the beginning, beginning it's just beginning the, a process well, I, I just, I'm, just not, I'm just it. i'm just saying i'm just, okay it's i literally understand what you're saying okay i'm just saying you can't put a number on it at all. Well, not you can't, because you can. You just did it. I'm saying you shouldn't put a number on it at all, because every person is different, and it feels like the heart or a person's emotions are now under a certain regulation. 
And so if I'm putting my heart under regulation, you're saying, okay, during this process, I should start A, B, and C, whatever the process is. I should start doing this, or I should start coming out of my shell, or anything else like that. But only thing I know about this, and so I just don't agree with that number. Okay. I just don't agree with that number. But only thing I do know about that is when something breaks, it shatters. Mm-hmm. When something shatters, um, I have to live on with the broken piece. But before I live on, I got to figure out how am I going to put this piece back together again and whatever model that it was or whatever, whatever image that we had, whatever dynamic that we built, whatever it was, it will never be again. So once the pieces have shattered, and I'm speaking from experience, I can't put the pieces back together the way they were. So during this time, the reason why I say that you shouldn't put a number on it is because I have to take enough time to sort through the pieces. That is what I'm recommending. Let me finish. Let me finish. Sorting through Let the pieces finish. is the process. Let and me that's finish. what you're not this is what I'm saying. catching. No, 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 no. No. That's, that's what I'm saying. What, I'm what sa- you're saying is what I'm saying. Listen. Okay. We're not dis- we're not arguing that point. Okay. That's, you see what I'm saying? We're not, we can't argue something that we agree with. you're saying two separate Mm-mm. things. Mm-mm. Okay. We're not arguing the point that you got to put your life back together again. We're arguing the time. And so why can't we say that no, no. putting your life back together begins? No, no. You can say what you want to say. Time. I just I, don't I, agree. I just want to know, I wanna know why. I just don't think it's enough time. That's to, why. To start putting Yeah, I don't think that's enough time. To, okay. I don't think it's enough time for me to even to sit To even think it, that someone has think, passed away. Yes. yes. Really? Delusion. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's delusional. Uh, say what you want to say. I just lost my dad a few I'm just, years I'm ago. I'm just saying that is that that's, doesn't make sense. That's, listen, it's it's uh, it's not about sense. It's okay. about emotions and hearts. Okay. So it's not a mind thing. It's a heart thing that we're dealing with. Let me finish. So now, if I lost my dad, I'm mm-hmm. trying to just fi- I, not sense, not if I've lost my dad. Yeah. And so now, I that week I didn't talk to anybody that week. Okay. I didn't deal with anything that week. I separated myself from everybody. Okay. And I'm not coming against what you're saying. Okay. I'm just saying the 40-day things is just something I wouldn't put on a, I wouldn't stamp or regulate something when it comes down to the heart. Okay. That's all. I'm going to come down to the emotions and the feelings and the, and the time we spent together and everything. Mm-hmm. Just to just try to figure it out or to figure out what I'm going through or to figure out how I'm going to go through it or what's going on. Because I just don't know. Okay, so no. in the first forty days, you're saying that you wouldn't. You where would you be? Where would where where were you the first forty days? This or did you oh, wait, not? Wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm oh, already because you're using the word forty. I'm just forty is now. Okay. I don't know. So, you're lost. What I'm saying is within. Yeah, definitely. See, that's what I'm saying, Tim. I'm in the fog. I don't know one sure. day to three for sure. And that's why I said you can't put something on it. That's why I'm saying it. You keep saying like, where were you in the forty days? Where were you doing this stuff? I don't know. And that's my that's my recommendation is that with that help, someone could help you get I'm to not, those stages. I'm not arguing that point. Again, okay. we're saying the same thing. I am arguing the time. All I'm saying is sometimes you don't know where you are. Sometimes one day seems like three. Exactly. And so I don't even know what 40 days is. Okay. You don't know because, what. It's been okay. a month already. Because uh-huh. when, when the first thing my father, when my father passed away, he passed away on the mid, end of August. His funeral was on the 31st of August. His birthday was on the 6th of September. On the 6th of September, I'm sitting outside, and I don't even realize it's his birthday. I don't even know. I don't feel the, I don't know it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. It was my sister that called me and said, you know, today, Daddy's birthday. And that's when I lost it. 
I said, it is. I don't, I, it, it, I was in a blur. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long I was in that blur. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it is a fog. It is a blur. Yeah, for I sure. just don't know how long I was in it. And, but I do remember some of the things that happened while I was in it. Okay. And so here is my, here is, here is what, and I had to do it as a pastor. And I had to do it as a leader, mm-hmm. and I had to do it and do my job. And I even preached my father's funeral. Yes, you did. And so, and so, I'm dealing with all of this, and I'm I'm moving forward. But there were certain things that happened in that period that gave me enough strength to do what I had to do. But there are some things about the days I just don't remember. Okay, I yeah. just can't remember. I it was that. just yeah. it was just like it's a blur. That. It's a blur. It mm-hmm. was a blur, and that's why I said that I just don't. I just don't. Think the forty day thing thing. It's a positive. Would, I thing. wouldn't imagine that you would. All right. I wouldn't imagine the average person would because okay. it's not a part of our custom. Our custom is to deal with Who's it. Who's our? The world. Oh, you like, know this the, is. A, well, let me just start with you know America. America does, let me America just start does, with America. And black folk in America do it different than white. They do do it differently. And but Jews on, do different than blacks. On average, Americans in general, we we do it this way. We do it this way. What's the way? How Where we? It? Where's though we? What you just described. It is a blur. I didn't do anything. You it's did. My, you described it as a I didn't do anything. I'm not saying something I did. You're expressing what you you, what saying, you, what you went through. Listen, I didn't do anything to you. I'm telling you what happened to me. Right. It I is, didn't do anything. It was a blur. So you keep saying, this is what we do. I ain't do nothing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That that's what happens. Nothing is really being done. We don't really address it. Tia. We It's a blur for people, right? It's a blur. Okay. Let, let, I, I, we're not going to. We're not going. I'm not sure. We we're not going to. It's a blur. I'm agreeing with you. No, 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 no. We we are not going to um, agree on this process. So I'm just going to tell my story okay. and tell you what happened to me. Okay. Okay. So I, the, I don't know when it started. I don't know when it ended, and I don't know if I'm in it right now. Okay. I don't know if I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm still grieving. I don't know if I went through those stages. I don't know if I was depressed. Mm-hmm. I don't know what depression looks like. On Anthony Fleggins. Right. Uh-huh. Anger, what else, whatever stage? Uh, bargaining. Bargaining. I don't know if I bargained. I don't know if I did. I, I just don't know. Okay. That's my honest answer. I believe you. So I just don't know. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you is, through experience, mm-hmm. I was able to see certain things that happened to me in the middle of this that gave me enough strength to move on. Mm-hmm. All the thing I can tell you is, in the middle of all of this, I called a friend that just lost their dad. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, what am I dealing with? Right. W- what's this? This is before I came to church. Mm-hmm. I had to preach that morning. I said, what's this? Mm-hmm. They said, Anthony, and this is one of my members. Said, and I recognized because they didn't call me pastor. And it may be the first time I, they didn't call me pastor. Mm-hmm. They said, Anthony, you're about to go on a roller coaster. There's going to be some ups and some downs. You're about to go on a roller coaster. Buckle up. That's all I can tell you. Okay. That's all they said to me, and it made so much sense to me. Okay. That that gave me a level of peace to just say, okay, it's going to be, this is going to be a wild ride. But they had to experience something or to experience that mm-hmm. in order to give me a little bit of peace in what I was going through. Okay. Um, again, I don't know about the stages. Again, and then on an, on a, on a, on another end, I remember saying, "God, what's going on? I I I need some help here. I think I'm losing it." And at that moment, somebody called me and just said, "Hey, I just want to make sure you're okay. 
I don't want anything from you. I don't want to do this. I want to, I just want to make sure you're okay. And it made me feel like at the moment that Lord, you're listening because you sent somebody my way to call me when I was at a moment. I made that moment could have removed me from depression. Mm-hmm. I do not know, but I really, I realized that happened. And so in realizing this in realizing this, I, I, I go through this and I preach my father's funeral and I preach the day after the day, it, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. day before, the day right after this funeral, I had to go to another church and preach. Okay. So I'm dealing with all of this and I am saying, okay, I'm lose, I've lost my prize man and I'm lost my prize man. And in losing, the, in losing this, I thought things would be a different way. Now I have to live with it. But in living with it, I am learning that pieces have shattered. So if you can imagine a vase falling on the ground, shattering a thousand pieces. Whatever it's going to be, I'm going to have to put this vase back together again. It's just not going to look like the vase that it was. I, so I, got to, I can't put it back together right away. Because I have to sort through Someone the pieces. I'm not saying, I'm, okay. that's what I'm just saying. I have to sort through the pieces. Mm-hmm. How long does and it take for process. me? How long does it take for me to sort through the pieces? I cannot put a number on that. And that's all I'm saying. And I'm saying that you sorting through the pieces is the process. Wait a minute, I haven't sorted through them yet. You you seeing that you recognizing that the vase is shattered. I'm just using as an example. I know. I'm just saying that you saying that you seeing that something is yes. shattered. I, now is now a I got part the, of the process. It's a part of the process. Okay. So now I got to sort through these pieces. I don't know when I I don't know when I came up with this here. Okay. I'm just I, saying I whatever. Whenever you. I'm just saying that right there is a is a perfect example of. We are that. agreeing with everything except the time. Okay. So that's all we're talking about the time. That's it. So everything I'm saying, you're saying except the time. I don't know when I. When I said, okay, I have to sort through this to rebuild this again. Mm-hmm. His friends are not my friends. His, will I go to, okay, so somebody, he had, I remember my father having annual dates where he go out and preach. And we would go and have friends and family and friends days and stuff like that. And I'm saying, okay, am I going to pick up those dates? Am I going to be the preacher that's going to pick up those dates? Am I going to keep this legacy going? Um, one of the last things he said was, son, take over my church and don't let the church close down. That's one of the things he said. Don't mm-hmm. let the, do not close the doors on my church. One thing my father told me, keep my church going. That's what he told me. So all of these things happening, and I have to, it's shattered. I said, okay, I have to build it again. Um, I don't know how long it took me to sort through those pieces. I had to look at them first, broken on the ground everywhere, but I had to realize I'm not putting this vase back together again. This might be a cup or a handle or a bowl, mm-hmm. but it definitely ain't going to be. Bishop Apostle Anthony Fliggins no. Sr. It's, it's not going to be that again. But it's going to be something. So what is it going to be? And I don't know when I came up with that. I don't know when that started. I don't even know how it started. I don't even know. And I'm probably still putting pieces together. But I do know that there has to be something that we must reconstruct as a family as friends, as a ministry, as a legacy. There must be something I can reconstruct so I can keep his legacy going, to keep that attachment and his word and his life alive in me, even if it's in my heart and not in my deeds. That's all I'm saying. So I am not saying anything against the process. We agree with that. My concern is the time and where did that time come from? 
Hence, since we don't have any basis for that time other than what I believe, that must be something that you believe. I mean, it's and a, somebody it's, I, it, and it, something it, I don't believe. It's a it it's it has been studied in regards to the acute. I'm writing so right now. What I will base this off of is the acute, the chronic, and the long term. We agree with that status, and so we that is what. Time. And so, well, the time is likened into into that the acute phase is. You can't put a, those two together. Today. Yes, I can. The oh, acute phase is okay. yeah I can the, okay, the yeah, acute yeah, phase is within the, forty days the three month period you said forty days I'm saying forty days but I'm as I'm rec- uh, using the acute phase I'm saying they, theirs is about within a three month period it's a li- there's a there's more of a stretch now who are you talking about now the 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 studies for as so far I, as the acute phase so now you use the studies for some things and belief for something else would you believe no, for something I else? am I am I have two separate opinions I share that I have received a revelation in regards to the 40 days and that is how I would recommend people to got start it, their it. process okay. to just start within the 40 days got it not saying you have to put the vase back together right, go right. buy the crazy glue right. just acknowledging that something just happened to me yeah, I understand that something is happening to me. Right, I can't put it together. It is foggy. I don't know where I'm going, but I need to talk to someone, or I need to get into 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 the mode of understanding where exactly I am within that phase, within a 40 day period. In my opinion, somewhere somehow that realization should be able to come into the mind. Does it? No, because it's not a thing. It's not a. It's not in form. It's not. It's not something that we practice. It's, it's completely out it's of the a, norm. It's not a study. It's not a, it's not a standard. It has not been a standard. I, so what, we agree. And we have not, and it has not been studied. This is just, that this is a recommendation. So we However, however, what I'm saying is I don't expect you to say, well, yeah, that would be a good idea or anybody to really, because it is so far from what we have been accustomed to. It's almost like um, when we... For for New Year's Eve, how we no longer do a New Year's Eve service. Mm-hmm. For some people, that is just blasphemy. It doesn't even make any sense. But after we understand, uh-uh, I gave substantial answers. I can't do that because it wasn't a, it wasn't based on believing. I'm also giving substantial. No, you're not. Answers. You I said it wasn't I no wait, 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 wait. I said that I, there's no study for my 40 day process. But there was a study for but what there I did. Is a pro, there is a study for the acute process. So if you if you need if you need, we need to say three months, okay, we can say three months. My, no, we're not saying that. Yes, I agree. I still said acute, chronic, and long term. So we're not talking about that part. Yes, I am talking about that part. I've been talking about that. Till part. you've been talking about the 40 days. I've been talking Tim. about the 40 days, but it's still within the acute period. The acute period is between zero and three months. My recommendation is the 40 days. What I'm saying is you still have that three-month period, which is the acute phase. Anything that's going into chronic, you're you're dipping into something that's going to take you beyond um, into a long-term period. Yeah, I, yeah, we, I, 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 that, I agree that's with what you. My ba- that's what I'm basing it on as far as if you need to have some kind of numbers, if you need to have whatever, and w- in which you, you rightfully we should have should, because it's I, life. It is. It is life. And so with those different phases – that that's my standard for it is that the longer you stay in it, the harder it will be to get out or or never get out in regards to those issues that then become debilitating, like I said, with the health concerns and with the mental illness. There is no That's my standard. That's no argument on that though. Okay. We all are, that's what I'm saying. We are repeating something that we not we both agree with. But we are moving from the fact that what we what I disagree with. Okay. And that's all I'm saying. Like, so you're 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 bringing up something 
that we, you know what I'm saying? We we agree with that part. I just don't agree with this part. I just don't agree with the. I don't agree with your recommendation okay. for your belief. But it doesn't mean that you can't say it. Yeah, I, it doesn't I mean that. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't not, mean that. I don't, that I don't think that means yeah, that I can't right, say it. Right. But my my thing was, if you're dealing with life and dealing with people and real stuff. Mm-hmm. There have to be substantial studies, right? And, and so that things. is why that is why I said, that, like I said, the forty day is my personal, yeah, personal recommendation. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not a scientist. I have right. not put a, put out a right. textbook okay. that says this is what. But yeah, however, yeah, yeah. those that put that out, yes, there were studies done to prove those different things. This is my personal, personal. Ref- recommendation that your process should you should at least be aware of what's happening Got to it. you within the forty days. Got it. That's it. Right. As far as my basis for. The premises of it, I would use the acute, chronic, and long-term phase, Got which it. the 40 days would be within an acute time period. However, it does expand to three months, right? So that would be 90 days. And how that uh, is in regard to the chronic and the long-term phase. Okay. why And why are you so... Okay, so we got we got through that. So why are you and why are you so and, and what's the interest? Why are you so interested in this? Why are you so interested in this? Why did this part stick out? Why did the grieving part was the one thing... You know, we talk about a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I think. What's this about? In general, when I hear, like, when we're involved in certain conversations, there are just certain things that that spark an interest in me. And it's not necessarily grief per se. It's just, um, it's it's the process and things that, that it's almost highlighted that we kind of almost miss certain parts or we skip over certain parts that we just kind of don't talk about. Um, and those kind of things are things that kind of pop out to me. As far as grief, I've always been interested in um, grief and the the, uh, the death process, the dying process, and psychology. All those kind of things have always interested me. Um, when I was younger, I used to, uh, my grandmother used to be the minister of families, and she um, she used to do funerals. So she would take me with her to the funerals. I would be laying on the cat, leaning on the casket. I was just really comfortable with the dead. Even in my practice now, when I deal with um, patients, like I love postmortem care. That transition period, it is really, it means a lot to me. Um, so I, I feel connected with, with this subject. It's not just something that I'm just talking about. It is something that I have actually researched. It is something that I actually have um that I do see like on a daily basis. And I think for that I'm really big on preventative measures. And for me, this is another preventative measure just to assist people in their healing process. I believe that every wound, there's a the 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 goal is to heal the wound. And I believe every wound can be healed with the with the proper um you know, remedy and bandages and, you know, time is the main thing, right? So I don't think that, and I also think that every roller coaster is not con- supposed to continue, like, for the rest of our life. Like, there's a time when the, the roller coaster is safe to be on, and there's a time when the roller coaster is now, you have to get off. You got to take a break. You got to leave. The park is closing. Like, some of those things that we deal with and we use, and it's, a thing it's not I'm take not taking anything away from those processing periods I'm just saying that for me this is a preventative measure that would assist in healing it could take five years it could take 10 years but some people takes the rest of their life is that is that is that a is that great 
as far as the grieving, I think grieving can be the rest of your life. It just depends on how are you dealing with it that makes it a healthy or unhealthy uh, way of grieving. Yeah. So my whole thing is just the preventative measures in this. So how that, can we make this better? How can we make this a little? How can we make this process more healing for the person that's that's going through it? Uh huh. Instead of staying in, staying in st- stuck in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just it. Okay, so and and that's why you and this is why you are uh, this is why you are sort of um, this is just what you're connected to and which just what you desire that that to heal people in from or within this mm-hmm. uh, mode of being right and to uh, get people loss. from one place to another to to another to yeah. another okay and not 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 disrespecting whatever process they have to go to right but understanding that in I guess creating to a certain extent a new process or a new recommendation for healing. It's not gonna. It 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 might not really. It might not make sense. Often it might not spark in a lot of people. Right. Um. But I do believe that it would be helpful you in regards it. to the process. Okay. For sure. What are you talking about now? You going back to the forty days? I'm just asking no, I'm you why. Do you, I'm, I think no, I'm just asking you why do you why you in it? Yeah, I'm going why back, do you why you going back? Well, I'm asking you. I'm a, I'm asking you why you why you connected to this mm-hmm. and why this stand out to you so much. Yeah, and and you're just saying you you know you since you was young since you were young since you were young since you were young and it's now there. Mm-hmm. Um, and nursing was and nursing mm-hmm. is keeping you connected to that. Um, because if that's you. And if this is what you like, then 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 are you doing that? I Have am you? doing that in, in, in nursing for sure. You're doing it in nursing. Uh-huh. But that's what I'm saying is nursing is keeping you connected. To the dead? You say like post post what? Post mortem. Mortem. Yeah, yeah. Is that keeping you connected? What's keeping you is are you connected I'm or disconnected? Connected, period. I mean, no, no, no. I mean in I'm in experience. Okay. Yeah. Not not in thought or in idea. I'm mm-hmm. talking about in experience. Like yeah. are you dealing with this? Do you deal with bereavement ministries? Do you get involved with you know, um, what you call what you call those um places you go to when the person about to pass away? Hospice. Um, hospice care. You so are you into that? Do you get I am. into it? I mean I worked in hospice for a couple of years. Um and I was connected to that part. Okay, um, can I ask you an honest question? Okay. Are you on the sideline talking about the game? No, I'm or definitely are you hands in on. the game? I'm I'm touching the I'm touching the dead. I mean, are you in the game like this is part of your life, or are you in it? Because oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, nursing definitely. is vicariously right. Because you actually was nursing keep you connected. It's keep. It, I mean, currently, as far as like my physical connection with it, yes, it is. However, what I've learned like over the years and the experience that experiences that I've had will always keep me connected. I mean, from a child until now, those it's it has created like a bridge of all of these different things. It is something that I want to work with in the future in regards to um, dealing directly like with um, different funeral pro- policies and funeral homes and opening businesses and things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think that, I think that if I leave nursing tomorrow, I'm, I've already gained, like I'm already connected. Like I don't have to try. It's just something that I'm really interested in. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I'm, 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 and I'm asking, I'm asking because I just want to see how hands on are you with the with things, the, the things you say you really connected to, like what, like what, for example, when you okay, say hands so on, you say you're dealing with the you, the grieving part. 
Okay. And helping people out and 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 and, and these different stages of grief mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, do you are you into any other ministry? Into anything else? Have you made phone calls? Do you get involved? Because that seems to be a proactive it seems to be a proactive approach to ministry. Mm-hmm. Certain people come to you, some people you got to go to. Yeah. And that seems to be on the proactive side of mm-hmm. ministry. Um, my ministry as a pastor, I am I I am becoming more proactive. Mm-hmm. But I am more of the I am more of the minister that sets the table. Okay. And those who come and eat and dine, you eat and dine, you get with your you get your part, and you go and do you go you go live mm-hmm. your life. That's the you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So really, I'm the I'm not the uh, I'm not the vanguardian uh, John the Baptist anti uh, archetypical minister. I'm not the one that's going to go out there and stand on the corner and says, you know, he's coming back again. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that one right there. I am the one that's saying, "Hey, listen! Before he does come back, you got to get it together here. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna get it together here, you'll know where you're going. You don't have to worry about the afterlife if you get this life together." So I kind of got what I am and what I'm doing. And if it's on me like that, and, I, and it stands out to me, uh, my process of ministry, if it's on my heart and where I am, and then uh, I just learned to keep my hands connected to it, to be connected with it, to stay within it. So it always be within the the realm of possibility when I begin, if I begin to start doing whatever I'm trying to do as it pertains to the people that I'm ministering to. Mm-hmm. So if I am, um, so since I minister like this and I teach, I'm always at the place where I'm teaching. I'm always at the place in the realm of teaching. I'm always there. I'm always at the helm of a book or I'm always at the edge of learning. I'm always at the edge of discovering and I got a million questions. In fact, I got more questions than I have answers because I got to deal with people. And I just never know. So I, I'm always there. And what I'm saying is, if I was not a pastor, mm-hmm. would I be there? Okay. And what would I be if I wasn't a pastor? I would be the best Sunday school teacher anybody ever saw. I would be the best Sunday school teacher anybody ever saw. My Sunday school teaching would be, I would be the best. The best. I would be so much of a Sunday school teacher that I would probably create a school for Sunday. (laughs) I would probably try to find a church. That's what I would do. I would find a church, and the church that I find, I would say, hey, Rev, you got 18 bishops, 29 elders, you know, 14 district elders. You got all this stuff going on. You got 48 deacons, and here's little old me coming up. I'm never going to get on that pulpit. I will never get on that stage. I ain't going to be around this crowd of people who are going to dress up in a collar, sit on the front row, and hope to get up there. It ain't going to be me. But what I can do is, if you give me that little space over there, I'm going to take my construction skills, and I'm going to build that space out, and I'm going to have the best darn school you ever had. Mm-hmm. And I will make sure that I will prepare a people that you can now minister to and that will make your life. So I kind of get what I would do. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of building my case for you. Like, if this wasn't it, would you be involved with it? Yes. Which you, you would be involved with this. In some kind of way. In some kind sure. of way, you would be involved with yeah. this. And I think that's what I'm asking. You would be involved with this. Yeah. And so, yes, yeah, so, okay. All right, I mean, what, I'm finding, what I'm finding just in general with ministry is that, I mean, obviously, it's so many different branches. Um, so, I, I, it's, it, it's more, at this point, I think, prior, prioritizing mm-hmm. um, where I am at that time. I think that I could distribute you know, um, the different, like, places that I'm called to, obviously, and I plan on doing that. And even in regards to, like, working with, like, the bereavement ministry, I actually would like to start that at some point, Uh just not right at this 
this not point here, right not here. here. Got it. Only because I want to, I'm attempting to, I want to evenly distribute my energy, right? But at the same time, I don't want to lose focus of what my priority is yeah. at the moment. So I know that these are things that I'm called to. I know these are things I'm going to work in. I know these are things I'm going to do. Um, but it's just not, not the main focus, not the main thing right, right at this moment. Do you, do you, do, so do you, do you, and I'm shifting energy a little bit. So do you know, do you have a time? Do you have a time? You're like, I would like to have this by the time I'm this age. Are you that person? Um, I have a, I set out certain goals as far as certain things that I want to set out to do. Um, I have not put a time on, hey, I want to, I want to create a bereavement ministry specifically for this by this age. No, I have not put my energy on the bereavement yeah. ministry. Right. Um, so no, but there are certain things, yes, that I do put ter- certain times that, um, or call in, call in certain times that I want certain things to happen with them. Right, right, right. Yeah. So when we do the bereavement, we can stay right in the, we can stay right because our time is our time. So we can stay right into the thrones of this conversation. So when you go to funerals and stuff, like when you go to funerals and um, uh, have you been, in, have you ministered any funeral other than outside the court of Christ? Yes. Okay, good. So when you go to funerals, what's in, what goes through your mind when it's time for you to, and as not as a, uh, and I'm talking about as a minister, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so what goes through your mind when you have to minister to people? Do, do you go through a certain process? Are you, because a funeral is actual ritual. Mm-hmm. It's a ritual. It's a, it's a rite. It's a ritual. And you know the word, um, word funeral, right? The word funeral. Fern ero is, is fun ero. That's what it is. It's the fun ero. Ero is somebody, ero, E-R-A-L. Is like a dignitary. Then you got funds. And so that's where you go to pay respects. That's where the word funeral comes from. It comes from fun, irrel, to pay respects. Fun to fun, irrel. Irrel is a dignitary. So it's where I go and pay respects. That's where the word funeral comes from. It's, another word is funnery. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And it's funny that's fun in funeral, right? But the word funny, but it's not fun. It's F-U-N-D. They drop the D. So that's where it is. So that's where I go to pay my respects mm-hmm. at a funeral. The Latin word is uh, funery. I believe it's the Latin word from him. And it means to take care of. Mm-hmm. So when you go on there, you're going exactly. there. Yeah, yeah. So you're going there, to, you're going there to take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going there to, to take care of somebody. And it's, you know, just going through the whole process of just helping somebody out. So when you go to minister at a funeral, do you go through a process in your head? Is there any process, any rituals that you go through? Anything that you go through as a minister when you have to sing or minister or what songs or how you going to sing or how you going to minister, what color you wear? Do you go through any process? Mm-hmm. What is it? Share um, with the people. So, it, I mean, it varies per funeral. Mm-hmm. First of all, I haven't done a hundred of them. Right. Um, but uh, sometimes, it. first of all, it, it's exactly what you said as far as the taking care. Taking care yeah. And uh, my priority is to take care of the family as much as I can within my um, within my lane. So I have not, I've never um, officiated a funeral. Like I've never had, I've never had the opportunity yet. I haven't had the opportunity to really take care of the family how I would recommend it be taken care of. I don't want to keep using recommend, but how um, I think would be um, healing for the family um, in terms of what I would like to do. I'll say that. Um, but my process is typically... Um, of course, I'm in prayer for the family, um, asking what what if the family asks me for a specific song selection, what would be best fitting, um, and also respecting what the family's wishes are, because a lot of families already have in mind what 
they want to hear with their with, with their favorite song of like their family member or something that 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 just specifically ministers to them um i try to just make sure that number one i'm t- i'm i don't want to say together but i'm i'm uh i'm not breaking down that i'm solid for the the family of course um because it's emotional in general, I think it could be easy to kind of lose where you are. Because, again, all of us have experienced grief. So it's easy to kind of go to a flashback of the time when you were um, dealing with a loss. So I try to connect, of course, directly to the family. I'm making eye contact. And I'm making sure that I'm as um, reachable as possible, if that makes sense. Um, but my focus is really on them and the rest of the family that's grieving collectively any words that I know um that I hear in that moment or scripture whatever that comes you know I just express that and I show that in the most in the purest form of um non-programmed even though funerals are programmed like I just am genuine as genuine as I could possibly be in regards to the grief and I just offer myself as much as I can I try not to get up and leave after I'm done singing like I'll sit down and finish the funeral we'll finish it and you know and kind of go from there and just be open to whatever the the moment might might present but yeah yeah so when i when i when i um when i have to minister uh at a friend of course i've been a countless funerals i can't remember how many so i've ministered yep thank you mm-hmm. minister at a friend of course it's countless funerals i'm ministering at um so i've learned that um okay so my first friend who i had to minister to as a pastor that's just my first friend I ministered as a pastor was a, uh, it's real strange. It was a baby mm. and a mama. She had twins and lost one. Mm. That was my first friend as a pastor. So my, so that was weird. It was just, it was just weird. Like what words do you say? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, you know, what, 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 what do you do? What do you say? How do you handle yourself? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just an eerie feeling. And I just remember my father going with me and saying, Anthony, um, just give what God say. Let the, you know, you you may not always have the right words. <laughs> telling me that. He said, but whatever you say, something's going to touch the people and at a certain moment. And he, he said something like something general. It wasn't something I was like keen on remembering anything else like that. But I what I did notice is every family dynamic is as different as it is the same. Mm. Like every family got that aunt. Mm-hmm. Every family got that that uncle that was... Every family got that sister or that's that's or that auntie that's okay, we gotta take care of business, yeah. straight face, mm-hmm. put together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every family got that crazy nephew or son or cousin who gonna walk who just gonna buck the system, who everybody gonna dress up but them. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. gonna be in everybody gonna wear the same color. They not. Everybody <laughs> gonna you know what I'm saying? Everybody. Every everybody, but it's always that. So I've noticed. This family dynamic when you're dealing with this, not not it's, it's almost in all family. So I can see that auntie in everybody's family, that uncle, that mama, that papa, or who that papa was. Not only do I see them, I also and noticing this, I notice who they've lost by paying attention to who those people were. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So you, so when our auntie passed away in the family, you know, oh, y'all lost that one who held the family together. Right, exactly. That yeah. one that y'all can borrow money from. Mm-hmm. That, you know, everybody got Always that one. There. They got that money. Mm-hmm. We got this up together. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all lost that one. Mm-hmm. Or the one who lost so, the comedian, the mm-hmm. uncle that was a comedian. Yeah. Oh, y'all lost him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That means that every... They uh, tell the story. They tell the, the story. The story. And, it's, and, it's, and it's this feel of comedy. Mm-hmm. They hurt, but they laughing. They talking about the good old times. And you get this. And so now when you get here, you just don't know what you're going to get yourself into when you get into it. So you have to be open to whatever the room gives, mm-hmm. whatever the vibe is. Yeah. I attempt to, when I call somebody about a friend, I always ask them whatever the minister, officiate a friend or minister, who, who were, if I didn't know them, who were they? Okay. Yeah, I always ask, who were they? Okay. I mean, did they, they, they like the That's Ravens, good. Pittsburgh Steelers? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Who, who were they? Yeah, I always. Who were they? They, they? You know what I'm saying? Where did they? What school did they go to? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Did they go to college? Did they just, but who were they? Mm-hmm. And then I write down everything that as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was he a cool guy? Was he strict? Was he straightforward? Was he educated? Did he not care about school? Mm-hmm. Did he buck the system? Right. Like who are we dealing with here? Right. And so you can sort of draft. An image of a person that you've never seen before, mm-hmm. and why could you? And and it's easy to draft that image because that person is in your family. Yeah, definitely. That person in your family, and if you can't, and I always felt like if you can't find that person in your family, there's a possibility that could be you. Mm. For sure, that's you. And you just <laughs> want to say it like, no, that's you, bro. That's you, sis. That was you. Yeah, that was you. That was you. <laughs> and so you get this element, and I've learned that okay, I'm gonna do my best to. Become family temporarily. Mm-hmm. And if you want me there long term, I'll be there. Okay. So I take the I am today, I'm part of y'all for the time y'all want me to mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. Now, if y'all want me there longer, I'll be there longer. If y'all want me to come to the repass, because uh-huh. some of you don't want to preach at the repass, they drinking and stuff like that. Right. They don't want to, I get it. I won't be there then. But if you want me to be family for a long time, guess what? You got a family member now. Mm. And you got somebody that's going to call you every now and then, check on you. You got somebody who's going to send you, you know, a message. Somebody right. going to invite you to their church. Someone mm-hmm. who's going to come around again. And that's oftentimes when I, this, this feel and this understanding of life has caused me to preach funerals for families. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when I'm preaching a funeral, I'm preaching a funeral of a family member that was the family member of a f- funeral I just preached. Mm-hmm. So it's always connected. So, yeah, so I get a phone call saying, hey, my uncle just passed away. Yeah. Get a call three years later. Get a call six months later. Mm. Same family. Right. So generally I'm talking to the literally same, literally. The yeah, I'm, I'm literally I'm literally the preacher in their family. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the go-to minister in the family right. for the weddings because I become a part of their family. I'm going to become a part of the family. But I amalgamate myself into the family. And I'm the one, y'all laughing, I'm laughing. Y'all serious, I'm serious. Y'all, you, you know, you straightforward, I'm straightforward. You straight to the point, I'm straight to the point. You want to linger a little bit, we're going to linger a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm there. I'm there. And I'm going to be family temporarily unless you want me around a little bit longer. And if you want me around a little bit longer, I'm there because I know what this feels like. So I take that approach. And, yeah, I take that approach. And when I take that approach, it allow, it, 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 I can then tailor everything. From my prayer to the scripture, even to the people that I invite to worship with me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I need her to sing his one. Mm-hmm. Or I need my wife to sing on this one. Yeah. 
Oh, I need this musician on this mm-hmm. one. Oh, I need, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you could tailor it because you kind of get an understanding of what, and it makes the people feel like you're part of us. He one right. of, mm-hmm. it's not a stranger. He's one of us. And that's where, that's what, that's that piece. So the piece I take in any situation like this is the one thing that I guess we can agree with is be there. Yeah. And that's like, there, yeah. go for it. And that that process. To, first of all, you're very influential in the um, in the process. And I think that's all I've been trying to say is that this is actually the process. Maybe it sounds different, but this is this in fact is the process. Even the funeral is in term kind of is bringing you to a point of reflection, right? You see your loved one. You see certain you see transitions it's it's pushing you towards a form of acceptance to a certain extent and i'm just saying that obviously that process does look different for each person but right. it is the process it is the process it is the process yeah yep. only thing and the only thing i just only the only and so that's the funeral thing only thing just only, typically within two weeks take, just, just, just and so now and the only thing is you know and the only thing is that you know uh things are the same things move and the weird part about every funeral is those four, I guess, when you're dealing with the funeral and you're going over to the burial ground, those who have not been cremated. Mm-hmm. Here's the weird part about every funeral. That fake green grass mm. that they put those four cold chairs on. Mm. I don't care how, I don't care anybody who buried <laughs> somebody know what I'm talking about. Everybody got four folding chairs <laughs> in front of a casket, and it could be 100 degrees outside that chair cold. Yeah, that's true. And it can be two <laughs> degrees outside that chair cold. Yeah, that's true. And there's four chairs on that fake green grass, that <laughs> lumpy green. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you look like it, and you're looking at the um, casket, mm-hmm. and the minister says his part, and the film director says his part, and mm-hmm. what do I do now? Yep. Put the flower on, and then, is it? And like, the air, it's, it just gets Changes. It's shifts. quiet. It's different. Different. It's that's it, and it's like that's it, and we have to live with a new norm. Mm-hmm. Live with a new norm. Okay, so we about to get out of here. Okay, we about to get out of here. So we got this together. I do okay. want to say go for go for go ahead. That I think that um a lot of times like in my in my process like when I lost my grand grandmother for mm. example, and uh, I was actually fourteen when that happened. So again, uh, as one of the guests, that was a, that was the age that she also lost her. Um, her brother, and I did not deal with those, any of those um, emotions at all. I actually was just completely blank. And again, I was a, a, I was transitioning into. I was a teenager. I was my first year of high school, and I think it was, I, I, I can remember like actually it was yesterday. But, um, to a certain extent, like during that, I didn't deal with this until later. But I dealt with a lot of anger towards her my grandmother, uh, because I knew that she had a lot to impart. Like, I knew that she, I almost sensed that she was waiting for the time to teach me these things ministerially. Or, like, she would say certain things, but I knew that it was coming. And it was like, just, it was over. It was just done. And so I think I, to a certain extent, I was angry with her for some time. And then I did eventually deal with those moments, of course, but well into adulthood you know and so um and I think that's another reason why I'm also passionate about 
uh, those things. Mm. Just dealing with loss too. So here's the, so okay. Let's 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 okay. So let's get out. Of, let's get out of the um. Let's 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 step Stop away from the this. grieving process. No, we're not stopping. <laughs> let's move. Let's move beyond this. Let's move beyond the grieving process. So let's move beyond this. And let's move. No, because we about to we about to get out of here. Let's move beyond this. And let me ask you an honest question. I'm asking an honest question, and you give me an honest answer. Of course, I'm not saying that you're not, but I'm asking. If you're concerned about this process, are you also interested in the afterlife? Is there any interest? Do you have any interest in where they're going after this? Yeah, I mean, definitely. What do you mean? Like, have I have I considered what happens in the afterlife? Yeah. Do you think about the afterlife? What and what do you think about the afterlife? <sighs> do you have any thoughts? Did that come up? Because if this part come up, clearly at that part is like the next. I guess the next question, the next thought, the next idea, or if, if it is, if it isn't, it's in is it's within the realm of what we are talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, do you are you concerned about that, or are you like, hey, I'm, I'm, I stop right here. This is where the buck ends with me as far as my ministry and everything else I'm doing. Or are you like, hey, um, what goes on after this? I think that um, so the afterlife used to scare me completely because I just didn't understand. I could not imagine myself being dead. And I'm and everything just had was would go through my mind. Where do we go? Where are we? What's happening? Do we am I going to see? Are we going to see each other? Like it's just so many different things that was very confusing. So I used to have serious anxiety when I even uh, when people used to say like, you know, Jesus is coming back next year. Like back, it just was. I, it would totally create a panic. But I think the reason that I'm so that I found so much peace with this um, particular. Um, subject is because number one, I've seen life literally fade away. Like I've seen people take their last breaths and I, I, I found peace in the afterlife that they are and will, they are in a peaceful place. They're in a place that they wouldn't come back to. And so, and I don't, I don't believe that where they are, they would want us to be in a sunken place, on a dark place for long periods of time. Of course, you know, we show that we cared and that we love, but I just don't think that that's what my loved one would want for me. And so I have a sense of calm when it comes down to the afterlife uh, because I don't believe that it's a, a place of worry. Or a place that I have to question what's happening. I I know that the transition is everything that it it needs and isn't intended to be, and so my my thought on the afterlife um, is that I first of all I have no idea what's going to happen, but I do believe that it's a place of peace. I do believe that it's a place of comfort, and I don't I don't know I don't I don't have the fear that I had before when I would think about what happens next. You believe your loved ones come back, visit you in dreams? <laughs> yeah. You do? Definitely. Ancestors? Yes. No, the people that passed the away. Ancestors. No, 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 I'm talking They're my somebody. ancestors. They ancestors. Okay, do you believe your ancestors do come back and uh, speak to you in dreams and visions, walk with you, do you feel them in the room? You, Absolutely. You, you believe all that stuff? I do. Okay, so you, that, that's not psychological? No, I think that that's real. I think that visions, I think that... Um, uh, what do you call those things? I want to say impartations, no, but um, visitations. I think that those are definitely real things. I think that I think they real for sure. 
Okay, so if they're in a piece of place, then the piece of place, they wake up and come back and talk to you. I think they give us tokens. I think that they send messages. Yes. Okay. I do. And and regardless of yes, I do think they're in a peaceful place. And within that, they yeah, I think they they send warnings. I think that they speak to us and connect to us for sure. Have you ever have you ever any experience? I've had some dreams that I believe that my grandmother has uh come come and, you know, uh given me certain information, certain tokens or certain things to be aware of definitely and i I mean i i've even i feel i felt her presence before like with me many times or in her home or this is going to be weird this is probably going to be very strange look look look. but in her house (laughs) there's this it's like this picture on the wall and it's like a little candle this gonna be this ain't even it but i'm just saying go for it every once in a while and this thing has been up here for years but sometimes like when we talking about her the lighter cut on the lighter cut the on. The lighter just cut on. Oh, okay. Like, she listening. Grandma. It's like, no, I'm just joking. But no, that does happen. But no, seriously, like, I do I do feel her her presence, her energy, uh-huh. and what she has imparted. And I feel like those things ignite at the times that they need to ignite. And when I when I embody her, like, I am her. Like, I am her. So. Okay, you believe in heaven and hell? Yeah. Okay. And so it's when a person passes away, do you have any thoughts on heaven and hell? Like this person going to heaven, this person going to hell? Or just thoughts on the afterlife because, you know, typically that's what the, that's what our, you know, that's the, that's a typical belief. Do you have do you believe in heaven and hell? Do you believe a person goes to heaven when they live a good life and goes to hell when they live a hellious life? Do you believe that? Um, I really don't get too caught up in that part. I do believe that there is a heaven and there is a hell. You believe there's heaven I and do, hell? I don't really get tied up in who should be sent to hell and who should be sent to heaven if and if what i see on the outside i would classify as good and they're going to heaven and this person is quote-unquote bad and so they must be going to hell i don't do that at all right i don't get tied into that um so no i don't you you think heaven is a real place and hell is a real place or a phase i'm I'm asking you i'm asking you on this question like do you think there's like a place heaven is a place or heaven is a phase or you just don't know i mean or you haven't thought about it it doesn't matter i'm just asking i mean i do believe that heaven is a real place and i think that hell is a real place i think some of those things we may have already experienced to a certain extent in regards to heaven and hell um but uh I, i remember being taught or mistaught um about uh like the the inter interface like the um they, the person that told us was actually saying like it was like a waiting uh-huh. like um type of area and um i don't even want to go into that but yes definitely i do think that there is a heaven and a hell got it got it, got it. for sure okay good what, good what do you what is your take on heaven and hell um i'm i'm i am a um i am a i, I always the preface this with who i am okay because when people see when people hear me they they see and hear something different i scare everybody when i talk but, I, but I, my job is to make sense. So where is heaven? It's my first place. It's my first question. Where is heaven? Okay. That, that, you have to answer that first. You have, I think you have, that has to be answered first. Because mm-hmm. my, 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 my partner or my mother or my father's in heaven. Where is heaven? Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, uh, back in the day, you know, the look up theory. Uh-huh. So I know where that theory comes from too. The look up theory. Look up where? So I do know that there is no direction in space. So we talking about look up is because we on Earth looking up. So I get that part. We need, you know, longitude and latitude and all the stuff like that. So we won't run into each other. In fact, the reason we got a map is not to be accurate of the world. The reason we got a map is so we can find our way around it. 
So I get all of that. So I get the north, south, east, and west. And if I was by myself, none of that would matter. Mm-hmm. But I need the north, south, and east, and west. I need the up and the down. It's because I'm connected with somebody. I have to start there first. So okay. my answer is where is heaven? I am a thinker. Heaven is everywhere else but earth. Okay. That's what my answer for heaven. Where is heaven? It's any other place except here. Mm-hmm. So when I say my loved one is somewhere, I don't know. And I'm with you on this one. I don't know what kind of per. I don't know what the life of a person behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I have no idea of a life of a person behind closed doors. Neither do I know what a person said on their last day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a person is. Right. I don't know how a person breath out yeah. of their, their last breath or who they were or what they were. I didn't set this system up. Right. This, this is not Anthony Fliggin's right. system. And every pastor, it ain't yours even. Right. This is Amen. not our system. Mm-hmm. This is a system that was set before you got here and after you gone, the system would still be in place. What I do know about this and what I do believe about this is healing takes time and redemption is not overnight. This is what I believe. And that's what I'm saying this is because we clearly we've been waiting for forever. And then God does not. He does not give us a frame of time from which uh, he's coming back. Give us some things we need to see. But the Bible says no man knows the son of, mm-hmm. no, not even the son of man knows when, when he will return. Mm-hmm. And so everybody keep looking up for this crack in the sky. Mm-hmm. And they keep looking at life and the way life is looking and yeah. just keep looking. But I suggest that you stop looking and just get yourself ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because what are you looking for? Yeah. But if it's another dimension, you're looking for a physical place when I believe it's a spiritual place. Right. Exactly. And so you know what I'm saying? So I don't even believe heaven is above like most people do. Mm-hmm. I believe heaven is beyond. Mm-hmm. So higher than above. Right. What's higher than above? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it has to be beyond my comprehension. Absolutely. What I read in scripture helps me to get an understanding and clarity so I can find some comfort while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. So that's why So I know that Paul often talked about heaven or a place after this, and then right after he... After Paul talked about life, when Paul talked about life after death, he always prefaced it with these words. And not a preference, he ended with these words. Comfort each other with these words. Mm. Comfort each other with these words. He always said that. Every time y'all talk about death or anything else Paul has spoken, comfort each other with these words. These were words of comfort. Mm -hmm. Because life was so tough. Mm. Christianity was not for the faint of heart. He said, hey, y'all might not make it after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Whatever you don't get here, there'll be a blessing somewhere else greater. Mm-hmm. So stay with God here. Mm-hmm. And you'll be rewarded. Great is your reward in heaven. Mm-hmm. Great is your reward in heaven. Mm-hmm. I also know that you know who talked about hell all the time? Who? Jesus. Okay. Jesus. Mm-hmm. The one who promised heaven (laughs) talked about hell more than anybody in the Bible. Mm. There are more references to hell out of the mouth of Jesus Mm. than any other text in Scripture. Wow. Makes sense. Jesus, Mm -hmm. your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Your Lord and Savior. He's been there, yeah. (laughs) Your Lord and Savior talked about (laughs) this more than any other Mm -hmm. text in Scripture. So now we got this, we got this, I, we have this idea and this story of a place that many have not been, but we believe. Uh-huh. And so now that we believe it, I leave it in the realm of belief. Okay. I act as if mm-hmm. there is a heaven. Okay. I conduct myself as if there is a hell. Do I know it? No, I don't. Do I believe it? Yes, I do. 
and my behavior reflects my belief. What's going to happen when I leave? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I planted a good seed while I was here. Am I going to hell? I act like I'm going to heaven. So am I concerned about where I'm going? No. Why? Because I conduct myself here. And that's the point everybody got to understand. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fear it if you're living it. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Exactly. You don't have to fear it if you're living it. Amen. No, I don't know I'm going to make it. I don't know I'm going to make it. The righteous scarcely make it. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what that scripture means. So mm. I'm going to let you hold it right there. A lot of people use the scripture and they don't know what they're talking mm. about. But I'm going to let you hold it right there. But I believe God's word is true. Mm. I believe God's For word sure. is true. If I believe God's word is true, and I follow his word as it pertains to my life here. As far as the blessings and the curses and the love and the joy and the peace and all these things that we believe in, if I believe that, then why wouldn't I believe this? Mm. And if I'm experiencing the things that happen because of the way I live Mm -hmm. and what I believe, then I must. There is a must. There is a must. Mm. Something in me that says, Heaven is my home. Heaven is so much in my home that I feel like it's my job to bring a piece of it here. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven as it is on earth. One of the things I get upset about is people who destroy stuff and they want to move on. Mm. Like it's the landlord's thing. Mm. You beat my house up. Mm Mm-hmm. Then say, you know what? My house messed up. That's my carpet up. You messed the carpet up and you say, you know what? It ain't clean in here. Bust the windows. You didn't bust the windows. You you didn't let man man swing on the chandeliers (laughs) and say, you know what? My house don't work. Yeah. So you mess up the world Mm. and then said it's a mess. Mm. God, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. Y'all, please help me. Help me. Help me understand this, please. Would a a believer call me and help me understand this? (laughs) How you mess something up, then promise me something else. You messed this up. Mm. From the ozone layer, <laughs> I'm serious. Race, relations, mm-hmm. I'm serious. Politics, how we do wealth, the system that we have here. So you're saying, wait a minute, I'm creating something that doesn't work. And now I'm ready to get out of here because I see it's going to take generations to fix. Right. So come on and, and get me out of here. And I don't want to. And I that's how I and that's how I see the mm-hmm. whole situation. So it's 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 a little different for me hmm. because I can't see how you believe one way and do something else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different. Just because you speak in tongues and say, mm-hmm. Amen. Exactly. I, I'm not sure what that means. Right. Anthony Fliggins. Yeah. I'm not sure what that mm-hmm. means. I don't know what that means. I don't know how you can just say, you know, I'm gonna mess up one world. Mm-hmm. And he going to let me into exactly. another one. Yeah. I'm going to mess up what he gave me. I can't be trusted. Yeah, I'm going to mess up what he gave me. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, it's a people. Yeah. So y'all got to take care of this. Yeah. And that's the process of bringing a piece of heaven on the earth. And if I can do that in the life of my family, in the life of my ministry, in the life of my children, and those I come in contact with, I don't have to worry about no. the afterlife. I bought a piece of that life yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I left a little piece of heaven on the earth. Just a little piece. Mm. 
And I believe that if every believer thought like that, this world would be a much better place. Amen. That's our belief. That's just, that's just my belief. I just, it is that simple to mm. me. It ain't complicated. Uh, I'm not going into Don, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that did Inferno. Not Don Tano, Don, Don, Don somebody, Inferno, I, I, I can't remember it right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody's Inferno, we're talking about, about that, yeah. the hot in hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not getting into, I'm not getting into the little, the little, the little, you know, the little kid angels flying around with wings. And I'm not getting into all that stuff. I'm just not. Don, what's the word name? Don, I want to, I want to, I want to say it. But um, the Inferno guy. With the black about, okay, no, 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 no. In the in the early in the early six hundreds or something oh. like that. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want me to look at him? Yeah, look at it for me. Don Don Inferno. Let me see. I'm trying to look for it, y'all. So if we can get about it. You say what? Is Don? Is I think it's called Dante's Inferno. That's okay. what it is. Okay, yeah, Dante's Inferno. Yep. Dante's Inferno in the 1400s. An epic story is a comedy. An epic story is a comedy. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. Thank you. I knew it was something, y'all. Y'all, thank y'all for helping me. Whoever, whoever. Somebody put it in there? No, I just did. Robinson? I just said thank y'all because I found it. So <laughs> somebody gave me some energy for some way. They were there, they passing it like him. What are we talking about? But Dante's Inferno talks about is a comedy talking um, about you know you know how hot hell is. Okay. And hell is this hot place, and you know what I'm saying. And mm. people saying that that's where the uh, fire and brimstone message uh, came from. Okay. It came from that comedy called Dante's Inferno. And so if y'all read that comedy, y'all see a lot of stuff. Our preachers are preaching. Don't know why they are preaching it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It didn't come from the Bible. It came actually came from a comedy. Wow. But yeah, of course y'all don't know it, so y'all just say what y'all just say what everybody else say. But y'all too smart for that, preachers. But anyway, <laughs> one thing I did want to go for it. Not necessarily tonight, but um, I want to I want to study more about uh, in uh, Genesis when it says in the beginning God created the heavens, yeah, and the, and earth. the earth, yeah, 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 um, yeah, like the multiple, the the many heavens, like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that s is uh, on that. Like I want to explore more into the heavens. I I feel like you touched on it a little bit at one yeah, point. Yeah, heavens and the earth. I, I know you did mansions. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, dimensions. yeah. Many dimensions. Dimensions. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And again, God made a whole lot of dimensions in one earth. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I think on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not one heaven now. It's no, heavens. No, right. But he was talking about the skies and the ether in those places, yes, but he made the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I preached about it a while ago. I remember preaching about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so that's it. But So I just believe that if we do that part, if all of our, if, if our lives, if our lives could be sort of, if our lives here can just mimic, copy, reflect that one, that one principle, are bringing a little piece here, a little piece of heaven, a little piece of good, a little piece of where you want to be into where you are right now. That's, that's what it means. That's what it means. To, to, to just a touch of uto- a utopia in a world. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Make somebody smile. Make, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, be an angel in somebody's life. And I believe if that piece is a part of your piece, that piece is a part of your piece. I do believe you're going to be okay. I do. I do. Mm. And folk right now that just believe that, you know, you can do what you want to do and, and stamp Jesus' name on it, I mean, you have at it. Okay. 
Have at it. I can't say nothing. From, I'm not taking nothing from you. Mm-hmm. I'm just have at it. Just stand, Jesus, and then know I'm saved, and that's good. And I'm going to make it, and all y'all going to hell because y'all not saved. And I believe in Jesus, and he paid the price and all those things like that. I'm saying to you, have at it. Mm. Have. I ain't saying you going. I'm not saying where you're going. I'm not saying where you're not. But have at it. Have at it. Yeah, yeah, because your behavior doesn't reflect your faith. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, have at it. But yeah, okay, I agree. Have at it. But to me, you have to apply that to each part. Meaning, of, you said your behavior has to reflect your, their behavior doesn't reflect their faith. Their behavior, and that that are, I'm saying that that should apply across the board with everything. Meaning, behavior should should what. Affect your faith. Reflect. Should reflect your faith. Same thing with, and I ain't trying to go back to this. The grief. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. Like the those different, all of the different. That statement is it, for everything, but we we just don't like apply it to everything. You tried, but that didn't work. It did. You didn't. <laughs> that was you tried. That, that didn't right work. there can fit. That fits it all, but you tried. We just don't. You, you tried. You know, we. Tim, you tried. We. There are certain things that's just off that limits. Didn't that didn't work, Tim. You tried. There's certain things that's off limits. You and tried. I, and I get it. You know, it's you fine. You tried, Tim, but that didn't work. Hey, hey. <laughs> you said your behavior. Break that down. Yeah. Your behavior should reflect what you believe. Like your faith. What'd you say? Your faith. Right. Should reflect your faith. So I don't believe there's a time on it. <laughs> Oh my God! Should reflect. I just said it. But I'm not going there with you. Faith. I'm finished. I'm done. Your behavior should reflect your faith. Yep. Y'all, y'all think about that one. Mm-hmm. It's real. I mean, it's straight up. Dude, whatever whatever you're using, my principle to stand your point. <laughs> it ain't gonna work. Ted. I appreciate that Ted principle. It's not gonna work, Ted. Because it's sure enough was you are mixing pretty much what I was trying to say. But okay, you're mixing apples and oranges, Ted. It's all the same. Go ahead. All right, we done. <laughs> Okay, well, we hope you epi- you enjoyed this episode of season two. Listen, this is the very first episode of season two. Make sure that you um, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Make sure that you continue look, um, to um, follow us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, everywhere that podcasts are available. This podcast will be available on Tuesday, which is in a few hours. Every Tuesday, you can catch a new episode of Pastor Anthony Said. Are we? Officially? Be done. Be good. All right. Yep. Listen, we are your spiritual podcast station, and we just brought you the uncut, unblocked, and unscripted. We are the only place in the podcast universe giving you a balanced approach and a look at the other side. Everything from A to Z. We love you, and thank you for loving us. If you have any questions about tonight's episode, make sure you email us at PastorAnthonySaid at gmail.com.